Use that. Mix. We are back. You're on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. I'm the Big Ugly. And we are joined in the mansion by the king of non-social media. Hashtag no hashtag. He's blowing up already before we even start. <laughs> CM Funk. Uh, and there's a lot of significance to that name even more today. Welcome, CM Funk. Oh, thank you so much for having me back, as, as always. Are you, are you okay? Do you need is your no, driver I'm, outside? I'm, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my uh, carrier pigeon was just dropping off some uh, messages to me, so okay, I, I do good. apologize for any vibrations that you heard. That, that carrier pigeon yeah. certainly got some, some feet to yeah, vibrate like that. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so that's anyway, how we... Yes, thank you guys. You're welcome, you're welcome. <laughs> Episode 74, and, and I could think of nothing better better uh, to uh, do this. And now, as I was going through the short list of people we were going to bless with this opportunity, and I say bless because this this is a guest. This is a guest for all guests. This is the man who has been the man in so many different shows and theater. Uh, he, he sang the national anthem all over the place. He has, uh, all the way from high school, I've known this guy. Well, he went to high school there before I did, Archbishop Curley, but not too far before. Jimmy Fitzpatrick, give it up for Jimmy. Let's hear it for Jimmy. Yeah, give Woo! it up for Jimmy. Hello, thank you. <laughs> Jimmy, you just you just talk to us, buddy. You you can talk. You know, this is the podcast. We're just here. We're not right. We're not wrong. We're just fans. Oh, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, how you doing, man? Good I'm, to see you. I'm doing. I'm You're doing? doing? Yeah, I'm doing. Happy holidays thank to you. you in the uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas spirit we are here. Yes, yes. So, uh, you know, and uh, we just thank you so much for joining us here at the mansion, the palatial 27 rooms. I'm glad you found your way. Yeah. <laughs> I took a wrong turn almost. What? It. Yeah. We, we got people still in the brushes somewhere. Chris Burns <laughs> Chris is somewhere. Chris Burns continuously <laughs> take wrong turns. Shout out to Chris Burns. And shout out to Jim and Jason, too. He couldn't join us here tonight. He's doing some family obligation stuff. But uh, Jim and Jason, we are going to shout you out. Uh, we, he and I have had many discussions in the past several weeks about what's going on in the world of professional wrestling. We're going to talk about that. Uh, what we're also going to talk about, Jimmy, in, in the second segment, we're going to delve into you. We're going to find out what makes you tick. Eh. And uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to see how we, we can find you and follow you. And, and <laughs> you, you still got the heart. If he only had a heart. You know what I'm saying? You've done that before, too. Yeah, yeah but I was a scarecrow. Yeah, well, that's right. He had, that was the tin man who needed the heart. Yep. But you were the scarecrow. I've, I've been every... Uh, uh, everything in Wizard of Oz, too. You're talking Jim and Jason, the karaoke guy? That's right. You know Jim and Jason. Jason. <laughs> you know Jason because you came out to us I'm when we karaoke. did karaoke. I'm a karaoke guy, too. You are a karaoke guy because you out there singing separate ways. That's one of my favorites that you do. But you do it all, man, because you got the voice. Talk, I, I was known as the voice of Maryland. I love separate ways, too. That, that's a great yeah. song. And that's just one of many because he's got the range. Jimmy... I'm always bowing down to you and always wanting you to sing. And you don't have to do that. I don't. <laughs> you but embarrass me. No. I mean, people can't see. This is not on the video, but uh, I, I have always aspired to be like you. So I appreciate you. And, and you got the voice of all voices. So the voice of Maryland and the voice of Dirty Ugly Wrestling and the voice of... Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> You're not, see, the voice of nothing. Um so, yeah, we, we just uh, feel free to enjoy. We're going to run off on some tangents here real quick because uh, there's been so much going on. And then in uh, segment two, when we come back to that, uh, we're going to open up with Jimmy and just talk all kinds of Jimmy. So, d dude, um, where where do I start? I might as well. CM Punk, okay? 
See, I, I heard he's been backstage lately. No. <laughs> he has to do that. <laughs> WWE backstage. However, he has made it very clear that he works for Fox, not for WWE. Okay. So, Big Ugly, we've been doing this. This is the 74th episode. Yeah. We've talked about this forever. Yes. Um, CM Punk, never going to come back. Nothing's ever going to happen. Right. Uh, I always said never say never. You and I have been back and forth about this. Yeah. So, he's kind of back. Kind of. Okay. Yeah, not all the way. So, the idea, uh, CM, CM Punk, see, I'm going to get this screwed up. <laughs> it, it, it's fine. It's you know. Fine. Um, I answered it either. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> So uh, he was he was a wrestler in the WWE, Jimmy, for quite some time. Uh, you know, yeah, know, you. Know, you know, no, <laughs> no. no, I'm CM Funk. Oh, we're talking about CM Punk. Oh, okay. <laughs> CM this, this Punk. Guy, this guy stole my character. He did. It's a whole thing. He <laughs> did. Uh, Phil Brooks, CM Punk, was uh, a wrestler. Uh, he called himself the greatest of all time, best in the world, I believe. He called himself, uh, and he really was. He was very good, very creative. Um, However, there was some creative differences, and he was injured for several years, and all of it, he left the company. Uh, and on bad terms, and he put out some podcasts with some very colorful language, and he went out and did some movies, some television, some work with Marvel, I think? Kind of the comic book world? Yeah, he wrote for uh, Thor. Thor? And, uh, and Drax the Destroyer. Okay. Funny enough. Um, and it's always been said that, you know, will he come back? Will he not come back? Is there money in it? Is that, you know, this is a big business with the professional wrestling, Jimmy. But he actually showed up on a television show at 11 o'clock at night on Fox. Actually, it must have been almost midnight because it was towards the end of the show. Yeah, the first, yeah, his first appearance. His first appearance. Yeah. Uh, and they just introduced him on an interview show. And he came out and said uh, something about just when they... What was it? Uh, just when they uh, thought they had, you had all the uh, questions or thought all the answers, he changes the culture. So he came back to a big internet blew up. Is what happened. You don't know about that CM Funk. You, <laughs> no, you, you, no, I, I don't know I, if they no, sent I, you the thing in the mail or. <laughs> no, my internet was still uh, working because I do have that. I, um, <laughs> if it blew up, I, I totally. Missed Are you it on the, the dial-up modem? Yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> is, is there another? A O L. You've got mail. <laughs> Wow! Oh, I don't <laughs> see that, Jimmy. Dynamite <laughs> dropping. Jimmy. I, I don't understand why everybody's laughing. <laughs> it just took I didn't us some even time. Know they still had that. Well, <laughs> here's the guy that's going to that would tell you about that. All right, so Big Ugly, we'll start with you. What do you think? No, I mean, I think uh, Punk coming back was cool. Okay, um, you know uh, how I, it, how he came back on the low, like on the down low, on the backstage show. Yeah, I mean, that was the only, I think, well, there were already rumblings about the potential of it happening, about mm -hmm. Punk working out a deal, but so much okay. time had gone by that I was starting to wonder if it had gone through. Mm -hmm. I think so it was we a good idea. A year right. ago. I think it was a good idea for them to bring him in, like, on the sneak, like they did, you know, as a surprise. Mm -hmm. I think they saw a big ratings boost, like, the very next week mm -hmm. for Backstage, which Huge. was this past week, right, Yeah, that he was on there. Big time. Um, I think he's definitely going to bring a different element to the show overall because he's not employed by WWE, right. compared to people like Renee Young and Booker T, who I do feel like kind of have to, like, run that line of not being too critical of mm -hmm. the product where CM Punk doesn't really have those restraints. Oh, he so beat it down on the first week too. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think it's going to be good. Um, good. that good. way. Yeah. I mean, I, to me, punk, you know, punk kind of reminds me a little bit of Bret Hart a bit in okay. the sense that 
he kind of takes himself a little too seriously <laughs> a bit. And, I, and I'll give you an example. I was, like, when I was watching him, he's talking about, you know, Seth Rollins. So when he comes back, mm-hmm. Seth Rollins does a whole fight me thing, right? Of course. You know, he So, like, when Punk gets on backstage, he's like, he's like oh, I'm not going to be able to, like, you know, shoot your little angle and, you know, just stay off of Twitter. And it's like, okay, guy, like, we, we get, like, all right, that's your advice to Seth Rollins is to, like, stay off of Twitter. Mm-hmm. But I felt like in the midst of that, he was, like, trying to dog Seth Rollins out, like, by saying, like, I'm not... I'm not here to like shoot your little angle. Like we we get it. You don't want to wrestle, Paul. Like okay, like you know what I'm saying. It, to me, it just seemed like too much. Like I, I don't know. He's like it's like he he goes to me like overboard to like make people see that like you know he doesn't want to wrestle or right, whatever to prove uh, like, his point. Right to prove his point. Yeah, it's just like it just becomes a bit too much. It's like chill out, bro. Like come on, you know you need the money. Like, <laughs> that's why you back. But and that's something we don't see on WWE. Somebody with that personality or attitude. We, we always see the handcuffs. We always see the scripting. Uh, CM Funk, now, I come to you. Uh, enjoyable, not enjoyable? Will he wrestle? Will he not? Will I, the, what do you think? Those are a lot of questions. Um, just just yeah, take one no, at a time. Uh, I mean, enjoyable for what it is. It's just a ratings ploy. So until, until Punk really starts to contribute things that are not WWE approved mm-hmm. and all, like... Yeah, I kind of a little reserved on how that's going to go. I mean, you know, it obviously it worked for the first, well, it worked for his first full appearance. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the ratings, you know, took a big jump. Yep. But will that maintain, you know, if it, if it just is the same show every week where 90% of the people on the show are WWE employees, mm-hmm. you know, it's just going to be a WWE show and CM Punk will be there, but how much is he going to really change the culture, as he said? So, I don't know. Uh uh, you know, it's cool to see Punk back in the wrestling world, but at the same time, like, yeah, I don't know. It's, well, it's still WWE, so. Let me ask this question, because I have not watched backstage. I've only watched, like, that little segment with Punk where okay. Renee Young was interviewing him. Like, yep. what is backstage? Is it the new, like, smack that, like. It's talk, like talking like the, smack. Talking smack, Just yes. about, yeah. But you can tell that uh, they're they're trying to, they're trying to shoot with it. But they still have handcuffs on. Right. If you if you watch the show, right. Talking Smack was a little less handcuffed. I mean, uh, there was really no script for Talking Smack. This one has segments and, and and scripts, and they have a promo school thing or promo whatever that is, where you know you cut a promo. David Arquette was actually on there this past week, hey, former WCW uh, champion. Former WCW champ. Yeah. That's right. That's Booker crazy T that. tore yeah. a new. Uh, actually, he didn't. Booker T actually put David Arquette over, which was weird, but. <laughs> That, that's what it is. It's supposed to be a shoot show. It, it's, yeah, I mean... It's, they're playing it up as that. Right. Yeah. Well, Corey Graves kind of does a new podcast where he's that's kind shooting of too. doing that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. The, the podcast is a little bit more free for him as opposed to... I don't know if that's a WWE podcast. It is. It, it is. is. Okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's so, the only problem with it is that the, the, the Graves podcast does <clears throat> dive into some other things because like they've, they've talked about AEW and they've, mm-hmm. you know, and they've done other stuff outside of WWE. Punk almost did that on this backstage because he said, there's so much pro wrestling out there to watch. Yeah. He didn't actually explain it, but well, he did well, say... And he was, he was like, he was trying to work Renee to like, yo... Talking uh, about the Shield. Who's about, your favorite who's Shield your member, favorite Renee? Shield yeah. Member, yeah. So, yeah. She's like, so, I like them all equally. Yeah. He was like, ah... <laughs> So. So, you know, CM Punk adds a different dynamic. It's when we watch pro wrestling, Jimmy, and we, we talk about this all the time. There's it, right now, it's it's like it's a theater performance, is exactly what it is. It's, and it, but it's very scripted. But you got a lot of 
you got a lot of egos in there. You got a lot of personalities. You got a lot of different people in a melting pot, which is very much like theater. You've got a whole lot of people, and there's one director, and there's one stage manager, and you got to answer to everybody, but you still got to entertain the audience. You see a lot of that in theater anymore. I mean, I I just got back into it after seven years. Do you see a lot of that, uh, you know, in theater that there's people that are stirring the pot or people that are just towing the line or what do you see back there backstage in theater? Are you basically talking about like drama? Yeah, drama, <laughs> drama <laughs> mean or divas? Yeah, well, sure. Yeah, that, that uh, works too. <laughs> I don't. I try to stay clear of those kind of groups because Good. I don't. I just people that. Are full of their self like that aren't fun to work with. Okay, that's true. And I just started, like I told you, I just finished Scrooge. Yep, that was a very great group to work with. It was the first time I've ever been there. It's called Scottfield Theater Company, mm-hmm. and they work out of um, Bel Air, I believe. But they okay. they do their shows up at the Opera House in Harvard of Grace, Ooh. and it's really nice up there now. They've remodeled it, but. It's the greatest group of people. They're so fun to work with, and everybody's so down to earth. And so everybody's great. on the same page, and oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, and they and they're just sweet, loving people. And they're all, I just I want to do no matter what the show is, I want to be in it with them. <laughs> See, yeah, that's the way the WWE should work. <laughs> that's the way AEW is supposed to work. There's so much wrestling out there. Just there's so much theater. There's so many different theater companies. Um, well, that's great, Jimmy. I'm glad to hear that, we'll, and we'll get more into what you're doing, of course. But uh, it kind of relates. I mean, th- this is a big show, you know. Well, sorry. Um, <laughs> pro wrestling, there's so much out there. CM Punk will add a new dynamic, to at least to the backstage port. It's in Chicago, Survivor Series, Raw SmackDown. Does he show up? Will he be backstage? Not, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that, I think that this will open the doorway to Punk. Going back in for another run, I just don't think it's going to happen too soon. If you see what I'm saying, I, I like, hear It's going to be a little bit of time in between. I, main event at WrestleMania, there's nothing less that he can do at this point. You know what I mean? Because that's that's why he went out of the company. One of the reasons in the first place, right? Because he didn't get which, it. Which, which again, <laughs> I know too seriously. Yeah, but okay. <laughs> I need to be the main event at WrestleMania. Yeah. Well, all right. Yeah. But him and Seth Rollins, unless it's for a major championship, yes. I don't see that being a main event of anything. Uh, I don't, no, no, nowhere in this country. No, please, gosh, <laughs> please, no. So while we're on, while we're talking about Seth Rollins, he, well, he's not, like the no, <laughs> he's like the face of the company right now, or at least one of them. He's uh, you know regular guy. He's not 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 big, not flashy, not anything, you know. But he is the major. He's, he's a good guy, you know, but he's a major face of the company, Jimmy. And and we've had discussions about Seth Rollins how. We're not really entertained by him much anymore. Please, we are sponsored by uh, Three Musketeers, Milky Way, and Reese's. Uh, go right ahead. We got plenty. I, I just felt like as we uh, were getting ready to talk about Seth Rollins that I should, like, you know, eat something. So I don't <laughs> have to talk about Seth Rollins. But I was going to go to you first. Oh, good. Please do. <laughs> as you put the Three Musketeers in your mouth. Um, are we okay on batteries and everything there, uh, Big Ugly? Mm. Okay, you just keep me posted. You let, you let me know. Um, as you finish your Three Musketeers, uh, so Seth Rollins, Triple H is now trying to give him the rub. Um, he's, I don't know if he's going to go Raw, SmackDown, NXT, turn heel, fight CM Punk. Uh, do you have any words for that, or do you just want to keep enjoying your Three Musketeers? Um, well, I was going to use what my Three Musketeers bar says, which <laughs> is, you rock, uh-huh. but um, 
I don't like Seth Rollins, so he doesn't <laughs> rock, in my opinion. Um, no, I, you, uh, you you brought up the Triple H giving him the rub. And, yep. And um, why? Uh, like, like, what was the point? I mean, Seth Rollins is, he's a main eventer. He's over. He doesn't need a rub. Right. You know? And I realize that they're trying to get him over with the fans, but anybody that watched the NXT Go Home show before Survivor Series. Oh, my God. Seth Rollins got himself booed out of the he building sure by did. the NXT crowd. It was the greatest, most organic, um, you know, uh, response to him that I've seen in since he was a heel. Well, if you, you know? wanted to give him that type of response, that was the way to do it because the, the uh, Raw and SmackDown invading NXT open door, and when you go into NXT's house, NXT is going to be the face, no matter what who it is. Right. So that was cool. Even Becky Lynch got cheered when they they showed her in the beginning but she got booed when Rhea Ripley or Rhea Ripley came out yeah Rhea got a bigger uh bigger uh, pop than uh the man got so, yeah which which is great so and, and Jimmy just lets you know NXT is sort of like the the next step right before you get into the WWE it's like the the minor league you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. it's just where they develop all the talent to get onto the main roster so they can come out and be on the main shows like Raw and Smackdown which are on every week mm-hmm. but NXT is now live every week and they have a performance center in Florida where they build in all the talent it's fantastic so you were just talking about the go home show which I, this is one of my notes so the build for this whole Survivor Series thing is great and it's all going to be done after Survivor Series is over which sucks big ugly yes um, Survivor Series coming up. We got the three-way split now. It's not just the one time a year when Raw and SmackDown face each other. It is the first time ever that Raw, SmackDown, and NXT are facing each other. Have you seen any of the build-up? Half of it on Hulu. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hulu always puts yeah. on half the show. Yeah. Um, so, I, what do you think? What yeah, do you think? so I have been watching uh, on Raw. You know, I think I, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but Fox is... I think I was kind of talking about but Fox isn't carrying... Uh, Hulu, I'm sorry, is not carrying SmackDown, SmackDown right, right now. So a lot of times I miss SmackDown. Okay, but uh, I have not really miss right. SmackDown. <laughs> but I've been I've been, I've been caught well, up with, uh, with, either, so. with Raw and um, NXT. NXT. I'm loving it. It's, it seems like that whole debacle in Saudi Arabia is like the best thing that's happened for Survivor <laughs> Series. <laughs> to have this like NXT invasion, and all of that, because I think it's definitely spice it up. I will say this: that I agree with the comment that Corey Graves made mm-hmm. that there needs to be more stakes involved mm-hmm. with the Survivor Series. I feel like, I feel like, you know, if you're going back into the 80s or whatever, you know, that's when it, this thing started. Yep. You know, it was one thing, but I just feel like now, you know, everything almost like has some kind of stakes, but Survivor Series is like one of the big four and it has none. Right. It's just bragging rights. It's, yeah. It's yeah. weird at this point, you know. It's like, you know, you, you've got so many other pay-per-views as always, you, you know, you got championship matches and all of these pay-per-views and then it's this one that's just like, a bunch of people that usually would never work together work mm-hmm. together for their brand and yeah you need something yeah and it's not like you want to you want to delegate brand supremacy with the WWE because you want everybody watching everything for some, one reason or another you know what i mean yeah. you want an audience for all of your shows so i wouldn't particularly put one over and then put one under you know what i mean but I, I think there's some very intriguing matchups that we wouldn't see, which is good. Go ahead. Well, just to the point of the whole matchups and yeah. and and the kind of randomness of people being thrown together, which mm-hmm. has always kind of been the basis of the survivor, traditional Survivor Series yeah. match. Um, I'm so confused by NXT TakeOver having war games going on the same weekend that Survivor Series is going on because 
I don't know who's on the NXT teams for anything at the moment. I'm so freaking confused. Right. There's there's women's war games, so there's two four women uh, teams there. Yep. Oh, and then there's supposed to be a four women team or an, for the Survivor Series. Series match. Same with the men. I, I'm so confused. And like I don't think, as of this recording, as we're sitting here on the Friday before Survivor Series, mm-hmm. they still have yet to announce the NXT teams that are representing the brand for the Survivor Series matches. I, I think they just want to see who survives war games. That, that could be it, because um, they might all be dead. So, yeah. <laughs> so and that's an, an interesting weekend, too, because I don't know if war games was ever butted up against Survivor Series. I thought war games was in December. But I, I don't know. Who knows? So... No, it would have had to have been, because TakeOver usually goes the same week as a Big Four. Uh, yeah, I guess it does. But it's a huge weekend, and the NXT people are getting run from every single show. Dude, Adam Cole, man. Like, baby. Baby. He's, he's like, putting on, like, quadruple and quintuple duty this week. Yeah, this he, whole he's week. on every show. Um, War Games, by the way, Jimmy, is uh, two professional wrestling rings uh, and a steel cage enclosing the whole thing. So you can fight in both rings, uh, but you can't get out. There's a roof on the cage. No, wait, no, no nope, sorry. There used to be a roof on the cage. There's no roof now. You're not supposed to get out, but there's four people on one side, four people on the other side, and they just battle. Usually they go in one at a time, and then whoever's is left at the end wins. It's pretty cool, actually. Um, or is it four on each team? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So it's sort of like a tag team thing. Yep. When you go over and hit the other guy, and he comes in and... Yeah, in this case, though, everybody is legal all at the same time. No tagging. So everybody's going to beat each other up at the same time. <laughs> so you could be what, what, going with one guy and somebody sneak up behind you and fight it. Exactly. <laughs> oh, God. That's right. You never it's know like what's all coming. hell breaks loose. All <laughs> hell breaks loose. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was pre- it was pretty good last year. Um, but this year they got on Saturday night is War Games. It's an NXT show. And then on Sunday night is Survivor Series, which has all of them all at once. So it's a whole lot, and plus SmackDown is on tonight, which is live from Chicago, and then they have NXT, which is live from Chicago, Survivor Series live from Chicago, and guess what? Wasn't AEW just in Chicago? AEW is going to be in Chicago Wednesday, after uh, four days straight of WWE. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get to AEW. That's another new wrestling promotion that just came out that's trying to just give you an alternative something to watch. Uh, which there's definitely alternative, especially those last two matches on full gear. Is WWE <clears throat> the old WWF? Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, they got the F out, literally. <laughs> Get the F out. Yeah, right, they did. That was the, the slogan for a while. So, uh, I don't know if we ever talked about that. World, what was it? The World Wildlife Fund right. yeah. sued, I believe, yeah, Vinnie Mac, Vince McMahon. Yeah. And they settled out of court for something like $10 million, and they agreed to change the F. To E for entertainment. So World Wildlife Fund still has its thing. I actually have a t-shirt with two pandas going at each other like fighting. And it says WWF on it. It's awesome. But then (laughs) WWE has been around for almost 20 years now, right? The Attitude Era? Yeah. Yeah, Shortly after the Attitude Era. It's been a while. Yeah. So. It's like 98, 99, something like that, right? That's right. So on the next. been 2000. Okay. <laughs> our our uh, go home podcast for the year, number seventy five in December. We're going to talk results, Survivor Series, War Games, all that stuff. Um, we have. I'm going to pull it up here on my Google machine, uh, just out of curiosity, because I don't know who's wrestling and what. But at Survivor Series, there are 
a couple of intriguing matchups. One of them is the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, who is the new Universal Champion, who changed the leather on the belt to blue or blue. purple or something. Smackdown, yeah. Smack. Ah, uh, damn it! I, I thought he was going to make it like for him, but anyway, I did too, man. I thought that was so lame, man. That was just like to me a missed opportunity it to really go was. back to like a, a unique belt for, for each for a person for like especially with somebody of Bray. Bray Wyatt's character, you they know? They, but they can't sell those or in a WWE shop uh, quite as easily. Dot com? Keep, yeah, when you keep uh, <laughs> switching them out like that all the time. I think uh, people like are tired of paying $500 every time the belt changes. Well, you if know? you see on my wall of uh, fame over there, the, the two in the middle, Jimmy, those are the, the actual... That's the shell of the championship that WWE uses. So they just change the colors, basically, and change the sizes for women, men, Raw, SmackDown. It's the same title belt, um, pretty much now. Yeah, NXT belt. That's the original NXT yeah. belt. That's the better NXT belt. Yeah. Title. Sorry. But, um, yeah, because all of the Strap. NXT... Stra- <laughs> Velcro. <laughs> all of the NXT titles now look exactly the same. Um, but... I don't know. I like the North American title. I think that that one's good because that, that one looks cool. like the Raw Tag Team title. Yeah, yeah. Got refurb. I heard that they're changing the Tag Team title belts again. Soon. Again? Yeah. Again? I actually like the Tag Team belts. Uh, yeah, I like the Penny uh, look. What? Yeah. Okay, they're changing they're like that again. The Spartan helmet look. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Anyway. Hercules and Milky Way. Good stuff. Speaking of, where the Usos? Oh, did we talk about that? Maybe not on the podcast. <laughs> Maybe not. I... So, I think there was. Um, Jimmy, I think he was the one that was getting in domestic disputes and getting like police activity. So, because of the thing going to Fox, they didn't want them to be drafted on any show. Same thing with Naomi, apparently. So, Jimmy, Jay, and Naomi are off TV indefinitely because of the trouble that Jimmy Yoso keeps getting in. Dude, he is so smart to keep getting drunk like that and get <laughs> getting paid to do it. And, and then he gets to sit home and have a vacation. Like... Fantastic! Oh man, that's crazy. Okay, I did not. I, I mean, I knew he had gotten in trouble. I heard about that. Yeah, it's the one that's not married to Naomi, right? No, it's no, it's the married. one that is married to Naomi. Yeah, oh. she was there with him the last time that yep. he was trying to fight the cops when he was drunk. Mm, okay, all right. They got role models think, there, Jimmy. Exactly. That's what it is. I think that role models for you. Yeah. Well, okay. So that's why he's not bad. I would around. rather be watching them than the Viking Raiders. Oh right. my God! Well, they got a big pop going back to NXT. Wait, bringing that up. Sorry, I'm. I'm yeah, this, I'm this is tangent. So, so the NXT Go Home Show. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I haven't watched a Raw or SmackDown in like a month. You're okay. I, I just yeah, I can't. I, I can't do it. <laughs> NXT, on the other hand, I make sure to watch that after I've watched AEW Dynamite live. Anyway, oh, um, they're on at the same show, and you watch right, AEW right. first. However, NXT this Go Home Show. It was so great that the Raw stars and the SmackDown stars invaded, except for the fact that all of them had come from NXT, like, within the last year or two. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> never mentioned that. It was just an NXT reunion show, <laughs> just with people wearing red and blue and black. That was cool, though. Yeah, it was cool. Anyway, that, I got no, The segments were, and I, that's one of my notes, that was a very well-done show, and unfortunately, that's going to be over after Survivor Series because they, that, that storyline's going to go away. Um, but whoever's writing NXT, first of all, the matches are top quality. And then the interferences and the finishes and, and all that stuff. Just beautiful stuff, man. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's been a, a secret that NXT is the better overall show. And it's been that way for <laughs> probably the past couple of years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, consistently, they've been able to produce quality superstars and good good shows. 
Although they did take Tope Suicido away from uh, Mara Ronaldo, and now they're making a joke about it on AEW. Yeah. yeah First yeah. of all, they have one during every match on AEW. Right. Yeah, he can only call it a Tope now. They can't. They they no longer use the word Suicida because of it being suicide. Suicide. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know if he can do it on the network, but he definitely can't do it on USA. Yeah. Right. However, okay. AEW does it about 475 <laughs> times in the two-hour program. And so. they call it a Tope Suicida, and then Tony pops for it, Tony Schiavone, and then Jim Ross saying, that's a Tope Suicida. What the? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, the Tope Suicida, whose move is that? What is that? It's just a suicide dive. It's just a suicide dive. dive. Got you. Diving okay. outside the and, ropes. Right. And as far as whose move it is, that would be everybody's. <laughs> right, yeah. Okay, yeah, everybody's. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like a sling blade. You know, everybody right. does it. Now, so. Yeah. So, and you know, the, the, the build-up, and it's going to be great to kind of see, the build-up to Survivor Series on at least the NXT brand has been beautiful. Um, so we're going to see what happens. Now, this is one I wanted to bring up. So, the Fiend Bray Wyatt, who won the Universal Championship in Saudi Arabia, which we you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. which was one of the only... There's a couple of positive things about that. But anyway, um, Daniel Bryan. So this is interesting. Daniel Bryan was kind of getting pushed towards being a face. And now since The Fiend is so over, Daniel Bryan is now a heel again. I'm confused. But I'm I'm intrigued about this matchup. Let's start with you, Big Ugly. What do you think about Bray Wyatt, Daniel Bryan? Um... I don't know. Former Bray Wyatt member fans. Yeah, kind of. I, I I don't know if... Daniel Bryan is the one that I would have saw Bray Wyatt going after mm-hmm. just yet. Uh, but, um, and I don't think I agree with, I think they should have just kept it going because Bray Wyatt's character is not a face. He's over, right? but his character is not a face. No. So I don't think that it makes a lot of sense to put Daniel Bryan in that heelish role trying to make Bray Wyatt a face because he's just not. Gotcha. He's just an overheal. So is this face versus? Is this not really just face versus evil? Like good versus evil? Is this just competitor versus competitor? And they're both in the gray area, right? CM Funk, you're sounding sort of nodding at that. I think the biggest issue is that I'm gonna let, <laughs> I'm gonna let CM Funk finish. True. I think the biggest issue. He must be thinking about Seth Rollins again. There's no other. <laughs> there's no other face to put Bray Wyatt against. But you know what I would have did? The Fiend versus Brock Lesnar. We're going to get to him in a I minute. I say strike while the iron is hot. The Fiend is hot <clears> right <throat> now. He's undefeated. I say you put him with Brock Lesnar. That's okay. the that's the uh, story I would like to see. Okay. So so I've got no problem with Fiend against Daniel Bryan. Okay. Uh, and the only reason that they even have it together, though, in my opinion, is because Daniel Bryan's the one guy who can get the quality match that you're going to need out of your universal champion Amen. and everything. So, yep. so for me, that's why that is even happening. Plus, SmackDown is limited as to who they could have put in there as their face without it being Roman Reigns, which at this point is way too early. Right. And we're going to build that up for WrestleMania, I'm Probably. sure, Roman Reigns against The Fiend. Yeah. That all being said, I'd like to echo what uh, Big Ugly just said about mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar against Bray Wyatt. I would have, if we're going to go ahead with the whole Survivor Series, all three brands, I want a triple threat with Adam Cole, baby. Baby. As well. In that, in all, like to me, that's a huge misunderstanding. So you want Brock Lesnar, Bray Wyatt, and Adam Cole triple threat? Are you kidding me? Like that—that that is a main. <laughs> I event, would love it. Main event anywhere in the country. Yeah, I, I mean, 
the women, all the uh, the women champions are battling in a triple threat. The tag. tag team champions are battling in a triple threat. Yep. All three of the secondary championships are being um, <laughs> battled in a triple threat. The yep. only ones that aren't are the main titles. Yep. And it's three individual matches, none of which I'm like super excited about, but you know they are what they are. Yeah, Adam so. Cole's opponent is going to be uh, just determined at War Games. There's a triple right. threat match. That night, and then the winner of that match faces Adam Cole, baby. Um, so what about Brock Lesnar and Rey Mysterio? Uh, you know, David versus Goliath. I'm okay with this, actually. I don't necessarily like the storyline. Okay, you beat up my son, and now I'm coming back. I was going to retire, but I'm not. Go ahead, Big Ugly. Could have been Kofi and Brock, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, Kofi got jobbed out in six seconds on the premiere of Fox SmackDown. Hey, you said it. I did. And now he's back with the New Day doing New Day things. So, are you intrigued at all about Brock Lesnar and Rey Mysterio, or is this just a, another squash for Brock? No, man. This is, to me, this is, this is, this is whack. <laughs> like, and and whack. I'm going to tell, tell you why. All right. Because going back once again, as you just said, yeah. Kofi just got jobbed out in six seconds. Yep. Him and Ray, both small guys, kind of like cruiserweight guys. Mm-hmm. Then, Brock just goes... Beats up Rey Mysterio's enforcer, Cain Velasquez, just submits him in Saudi Arabia first match after they made him a big deal. And now I'm supposed to think that Rey Mysterio is the answer? <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Here, here, make here, sense. Here's what's going to happen. Keep that thought, by the way. Go ahead. Here, here's, in, in my my humble opinion, uh, this is what's going to happen. Dominic is going to come in and cost his father, or he's going to turn on his dad. We've been seeing that coming and for all, a while. I mean, that, that's obviously where this is heading. In my, again, in my humble, <clears throat> uninformed opinion. So, Ray versus Dominic at whatever. At WrestleMania. <laughs> Everything's going to happen at WrestleMania. Main event anywhere <laughs> on that card, except anywhere on that card. But anyway, it, w- it will happen. So that, WrestleMania that's is the I big think. event of the year. That's the, the main stage, like but the I, World Series, the Super Bowl. That's the biggest event I, of the year, Jim. I do agree with you, really, <clears throat> though. Uh, Kofi got jobbed out. And, Amen. And he should be there again. So. Yeah, that that was just a wasted six months and so far, right at this point. Um, I wanted to ask you about that because you're the UFC guy. Yes. All right. So Cain Velasquez yeah. is actually has a WWE contract at this point. Okay. He came in. They built this up. They gave him his first match. Mm-hmm. It was a championship match on a major pay per view at this point. Yeah. And Brock. Uh, first of all, the match was. It was more of a UFC fight gone wrong. It wasn't really a match. But Brock submitted him. Like yeah. you said, done. So yeah. just go ahead, open up about that, because you're the UFC guy. Yeah, I mean, I think that I, I just felt like it didn't really make much sense. Because I didn't see the match, but he went down clean, am I right? Yeah, yeah. very clean. Like, he got submitted clean. I just In didn't less un- than five minutes. Right, I just didn't understand what I was supposed to get from that. Like... You're bringing him in because it's like, all right, I'm, I'm bullying this little Rey Mysterio and his son. Cain Velasquez, you know, one of the few guys that's like whoop Brock Lesnar, you know, in the UFC when he was like Legit. still healthy. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> um, and, you know, because I think Cain took the title from him, didn't he? Like, yes, in the UFC, right, that's yeah. right. <clears throat> so it's like, all right, so then it's like Brock Lesnar's like, you know, he's a little scared. It's a rematch. It's like, all right, let's do this. And then he beats Cain clean. And then it's like nothing after that. It just goes to Rey Mysterio. 
to, like I don't I don't get even the last segment of that happening. whole thing. Rey Mysterio came out with a chair and attacked Brock Lesnar. So it's like this whole Cain Velasquez thing was just a vehicle for the Rey Mysterio Brock Lesnar. Right, and that's why it's like it's terrible. It's, it's terrible, and I and, and I know it's one of those things where it's like you know one of the things Triple H I've heard him say in interviews like you know like you know people be like critical, but he wants him to like stick it out to like the end of the. The story, but it already don't make sense. <laughs> the, the story is never going to come together to stop making sense from this point. We can already see it. So it's like the, this little Kane thing. It, it's just murky because the Kane would have had to have come back immediately after the Saudi Arabia thing. He's just been out the picture. Yep. So it's just like, well, Brock just took him out, like, and, just and took, he's the one that's got the contract now. Well, I don't know that he de- necessarily has a contract, or was it? Uh, I, I think that I think they. They're keeping that really kind of tight lipped. So okay. whether he does or d- doesn't, I don't think it's ever been officially announced that he okay. signed with WWE. Okay. Second, I heard Kane had a knee injury that they were trying to protect. Oh damn! Which which is great and fine, but again, you you could have you could have ended that match with some sort of false finish or you know some sort of interference yeah. or anything like that. The Rey Mysterio it interference could have ended the right, match. It would it would have <clears throat> kept the title on Brock Lesnar, which is what was going to happen no matter what. It would have kept Cain Velasquez as still the the beast slayer, if you will. Sorry, mm-hmm. sorry, Seth. Um, you know, it, it would have kept him in a in a spot that he didn't need to be around immediately after. He could have gone away for a while. They could have said he got the knee injury during the match. You know, mm-hmm. after a beatdown, comes back at Royal Rumble as a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble match and wins that and takes on Brock at uh, WrestleMania or something uh, like. Why that. not yeah. exploit the knee injury? Right. Yeah. That's that I. Got me, man. You got me. I, I guess like they could have talked this thing up. Like Kane's really suffering from a knee injury, but it doesn't matter. He's still going to fight Brock. He's just not scared, you know. And then have Brock do something for, to his knee. Right. That's what they like, did do for Becky Lynch, Lynch last year. Yeah, right. for her. And, yeah. and Becky didn't even really have a knee injury. No. So, yeah, <laughs> but she was just selling one for months. I, I mean, most of it's because of where it took place too in Saudi Arabia. You know, I mean, no no storylines are advanced in any of the Saudi Arabia pay per views. Right. Because it's not a real yeah. pay per view. But I think that. But I think that I feel like that's the problem because it's yeah. like. You set the storyline up before, and then your the match from the storyline is culminating at Saudi Arabia, which does nothing for it. Right. And then when you get back, it's just like, yeah, that happened. Rey, <laughs> Rey Mysterio's the guy. Yeah. He's, got, he's got to avenge everybody now. Well, what did he bring Kane in for? He should just... <laughs> Kane can't do it. Well, I don't think Rey can do it. Well, what's this care. match of no holes barred? Yes, just ask, ask for this from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> it's going. Like, oh, man. I tell you. Like, if I was Kane, I'd be mad. Like, well, you got me beat up. You know, I had a bad knee. <laughs> so, th- th- this is this is what happens, Jimmy. You, everything changes. The, the, there's storylines. There's characters. And we have our own opinions. They're going to do whatever they want. But we, we end up discussing it three ways to Sunday. And then they end up changing everything anyway. But that's why we love watching pro wrestling. It's like a soap opera. It's, it's live theater. It, usually, all of it's live now. It's not really anything recorded anymore. Um, and, you know, things happen. People get hurt. People, you know, things, you know, people flub lines, if you want to say that. That way people, you know, mess, they mess stuff up. There's yeah. a lot of scripting going on, too. And people... 90 miles. <clears throat> 90 miles? That's how far uh, Rusev has to stay away from uh, oh Lana or, or how long or whatever. Yo, this is the worst storyline <laughs> on television. Like, <laughs> okay. all of television. Like... This is so, bad, bro. So, it, so this it, is, it makes soap operas look yeah. like, you know, like real life. Right. All right, so Rusev is this Bulgarian brute. He's a, he's a big-time guy. Uh, and his wife, Lana, uh, they're, they're actually married together in real life. So they took a storyline where this 265-pound uh, black guy, Bobby Lashley, 
uh, comes in and is actually sleeping with Lana on the side, and they're making out on stage, and they're actually talking about it. And then Lana says she's pregnant, but she's actually not. And then Lana says, oh, Rusev was a sex addict. And th this is like the most ridiculous storyline, as these guys just said. And nobody cares. Yeah. It's not intriguing, and there's no payoff you want, ever. You want to, like... Of the three people, the those two world, aren't even on the pay per views. Well, Sonic, go ahead. And of the three people involved in this uh, this angle, the only one who's coming out looking better, and God help me for saying this, I know you're going to say it. It's Bobby, Bobby Lashley. Lashley. <laughs> I'm not even sure how, but some way he actually like I don't mind him involved in the story. It's the other two that they don't need, <laughs> right? And <laughs> and Lana's I, terrible on the microphone. I feel like they had started this. Similar of a storyline with Mike and Maria Canellis. They did. But it was working for them. Yeah. Like, I thought that what they were doing, it was good. You know, for because Mike has never been set up as like like the way Rusev's been set up to be like this big Bulgarian beauty. You know what I'm saying? It's like it was working. She, she was literally pregnant. You know what I'm saying? And she was like the controlling person in a relationship. But it's like it, it that does was... not work, man, for this. They, it's like they gave that storyline to Lana, Rusev, and Bobby Lashley. It's the same exact storyline. And took Mike Kanellis off TV completely, and Maria's actually pregnant. Well, I, didn't Mike ask for his release, or did he not? Uh, he, he, he supposedly did, but hasn't been granted. So Okay. They yeah. told him, no, you got to stay. Yeah. I like Mike Kanellis. I they really usually do. get people their release. I'm actually, I'm actually they, shocked because they don't want anybody leaving to jump to AEW. That's right. Yeah. From what it's hot. Oh, they let Jordan Miles go. Well, Jordan Miles went about it the right way. Apparently, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> threaten a lawsuit and threaten some sort of political, you know, uh, thing. That's the way to get out of your contract yeah. these days. Yeah, apparently. Just asking for your release isn't yeah. going to do it because apparently, like Luke Harper, Mike Kanellis. Um, Sin Cara, um, I've heard a couple other names thrown out there too that have um, asked for their release and hasn't been granted. Oh, Sin Cara didn't get his either. No, nope. no. Nope. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I mean, they they can jump right to AEW. AEW's traveling. They're yeah. live TV every week, and, and they probably expected this. <clears throat> WWE probably expected that with AEW coming along, people are going to be looking like you know, and they know that them lower level guys that are just on main event, you know, are going to be like, hey, yeah. let me go. Uh, See what I can do over here, and and let them. You know why not? If they're not doing anything over here, and they're just they're, you're, you're paying for their travel, and they're coming to TV every week, and they're not doing anything, why not? Let them go. Because because Vince got all that SmackDown Fox money and all now, so he's yeah. got it in his pocket to spend on yeah. these guys. Let them and, and keep them like, under contract. Yeah, but I mean it's like it's like Netflix, right? It's like you you got to have all the content. You know, you monopolize the content, you monopolize the audience. So it's like, Disney Plus. Yeah. Me. <laughs> but even still, and we can talk about that, even still, Disney Plus still does not have the type of content to match Netflix, right. which is why Netflix will always remain top dog. Which is exactly the AEW, WWE Exactly, situation. precisely. AEW is uh, Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. Exactly. <laughs> so they got a little something. They're going to get some viewers, but they still don't have enough to take that WWE audience. They don't. But the ratings are kind of flip-flopping now with the Wednesday night because it started off, AEW started strong when it first came out, but now it's closer. Yeah, well, apparently this past Wednesday on the uh, Go Home go home week, um, NXT actually beat AEW with wow. overall viewership for the first time. However, they only the only reason they beat them is because they, they won the 50 and over uh, age bracket. All the other age brackets actually went to AEW. And, wow. But there were just that many more viewers in the 50 and over 
you know, so so it kind of speaks a little bit towards you know name recognition as far or brand recognition brand as far recognition. as WWE goes, you know. But um, but yeah, even so though, I mean, it's still you know still a flip flop. It didn't they didn't make it eighty three weeks. So ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eric Bischoff, what a, what a good man. Um, speaking of that, and I'm just gonna roll back since we're talking about AEW Full Gear was in Baltimore. So uh, pay per view. None of us went. No, but we paid per view. We we did. Uh, big ugly. Can I address this Jordan Miles thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah please, as, please. As the resident black guy, <laughs> let me just speak for my right. Token? So, yeah, as a token black guy, yes. Jesus, so, <laughs> so, Jimmy, Jordan, this is what we do. <laughs> so, Jordan Miles, for everybody, and I'm sure everybody knows, like, you know, he had a situation <clears> where his merch, he was getting merch done. Uh, his gimmick is that he smiles, which I always thought was weird from the beginning, <laughs> but that, whatever. So and and they made they made like a smiling shirt, but it was on a black T-shirt. So it pretty much came out looking like the blackface image, <laughs> the image that essentially like Gucci got in trouble for last year. You yeah. know, all controversial. Okay, cool. <clears throat> so after this thing happens, like Jordan Miles just like blows up and goes crazy on Twitter, like dogging everybody in the company. <clears throat> you know, accusing people of racism. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Right. All right, and then like. You know, if if you watch his stuff, like his spiel is that, like you know, he's he's standing strong for the culture, you know, and and you know, black people understand it's like you're standing strong for the black culture, right? Sure, cool. All right, so here is the issue, right? My thing is this: the blackface, uh, uh, like uh, character and all of that, you know, is it insensitive? Sure, right. My thing is, but it's good for us to understand. I think that this is for people in all cultures mm-hmm. that. Not everybody is doing something just because they are intentionally trying to offend you, right? Some people don't understand that this particular thing is offensive to a particular culture, right? They're just uncultured. That doesn't make somebody criminal. It doesn't mean that they're, you know, deliberately trying to be racist. Sure. The appropriate thing to do would be to just simply educate someone on why this may be insensitive, right? And then go from there. And if that person is like, oh, this is insensitive, which I think WWE would have done, right? I mean, like I said, heck, you don't have to go far. You just pull up something from last year with Gucci, or was that this year? I can't remember. That you might know, have been early 2019. Yeah, it might have been early this year. <laughs> and, and you can see, like, okay, like this thing is, is like a firestorm. WWE isn't going to touch anything that is remotely controversial these days. You know what I'm saying? So, and they're going to change. It's like, cool. But it's like, at the end of the day, all you did was kind of like shoot yourself in the foot. And it's like, you're saying like you're standing for the culture, but standing for the culture would be better and understand and like showing people in the culture that, hey, when people do things that are insensitive or offensive, this is how you educate people so that you make everybody more cultured, not to jump back and to start like, you know, going crazy and dogging people out because this is not how you produce change in society. You know, it's through the education process. Mm-hmm. All you've done is essentially ensured that most people are not going to want to work with you now. You know, and you're going to have a hard time because of the way that, you know, you just went about it. And it's not like Jordan Miles is a big superstar. You know, he was right. an NXT competitor. Sure. So, you know, I I personally just didn't understand it. And to me, like I said, I, I think he just kind of like, you know, hung himself with his own rope uh, from the way he went about it. But, uh, you know, hey. I guess good luck to him on the on the Indies because at the end of the day, it's like, you know, the culture ain't going to pay your bills. But, you know, hey, if that's the route you wanted to go, 
I guess that indie money will be where it's at. So uh, you know what's interesting about that whole thing, and that, that, that's all very very good points. If this had not happened, we wouldn't be talking about Jordan Miles right now, probably. Not in no, this, yeah, not, right, not yeah. this content. Yeah, so, especially not right now where he was with his right. career. Right. So he's whether it's a a mark that's on the negative side or the positive side is going to get him some kind of notoriety to wear now. Uh, it's James Ellsworth syndrome. He's going to get booked on the indies now at a high price, at least for a little while. And I don't know about AEW picking him up, but um, this gave him uh, some controversy. And controversy creates what? Cash. That's right. Um, but I believe you. It's about the education. It's, this is all going about the wrong way. Um, but, you know, good luck to him. More power to him. And let's see what happens. And let's see where he shows up. MCW. I mean, all right, there's all there's wrestling all around here too, Jim. What is so. with the, his name is ACH now? I don't even understand that. That's what? his that's his initials of his real name. Yeah, that's horrible. Because he, that's what he was actually he really called. Ring of Honor, right? That's what his his indie name was. Yeah. even prior. Yeah. yeah, because before he came a Ring of Honor, that was ACH, and he's a extremely talented individual as far as inside the ring. Inside goes, the ring, but, yes. You know, I don't know about politically and. You know, this bad move, young kid, wrong move. Yeah. But, um, so, could he end up at AEW? We don't know. But at AEW, CM Funk, as we transition, and thank you, Big Ugly, once again for that. Um, uh, okay, AEW Full Gear, the whole pay-per-view was very slow. Very slow. Um, took us three and a half hours to watch it, which felt like six. <laughs> um, their, their shows on Wednesday nights, Dynamite. All very fast. Boom, boom, boom. Very good. Action-packed, yep. Very, uh, two hours. All fantastic. Okay. Except for the last two matches. Yes. The last two matches, one was Chris Jericho defending the championship against Cody. Against Cody. Um, Cody versus the Rampway. <laughs> uh, Cody uh. took a header outside to the ramp that was adjacent to the ring, and he landed right on his face and split his head, like, completely open. Like, ridiculous buckets. And they, they tried gluing it. They tried in the middle of the match. And it did okay. But um, he finished the match. So, this is this is real deal. And they let that happen. In Maryland, mind you, where the Maryland State Athletic Commission, who looks over all this stuff, Jimmy, they're very strict. Or at least I thought they were. That would have stopped the match in any independent organization. Could he finish it? He might have been, like, loopy, but his... He was bleeding. Yeah, he was cut open pretty. It was a good match. And he didn't get a concussion from that? I'm not sure what the aftermath was. He wasn't at... Yeah, he was. He showed up at... um, Did he? Was he at Dynamite? At Dynamite, yeah. What did he do? I can't remember. He came in and went to attack, and then that's when um, MJF brought out Wardlow, and they... Oh, correct. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And I even think the the wound got opened up a little bit more on his head. yes. Um, Yeah, big... I mean, he hit full speed on that ramp. But the match was good. Match uh, was good. Two really classic superstars, a really good match, um, and Jericho won, and it, it uh, gave MJF, who's another young talent coming up, uh, turned him 100% heel, yeah, which is co- great. M- MJF was Cody's corner man and threw in the towel. Threw in to, the towel. To, to end the match. So. Yep. So nobody quit. Nobody gave up. Nobody was pinned. Um, now, we thought this was bad as far as blood goes. Um uh, it got worse. Did you hear about this at all, Big Ugly? About John Moxley and Kenny Omega? No. Okay. Oh my. Um, this is th- th- this part of the pay per view is not intended for 
anybody really. <laughs> this this wasn't even a match, really, Jimmy. It was, These it was two, a, it was an unsanctioned match. Right, so lights the, out, the lights where yeah, the lights didn't go the out. Lights never went ever. out, but it was a lights out <laughs> match. It's, um, and. These two, for the better part of 25 minutes, used every weapon from an ice pick to a table bed full of barbed wire to they had a set. A, they had a board that was full of uh, mouse traps that had yet to right. be sprung. Mouse traps, which yep. was impressive wow. to me because, like, I can't get one of those mouse traps to set like one by itself. I yeah. got to move it two two inches and it like snaps. <laughs> this is a whole board, and they all stayed you know completely open. It was amazing. Yep. But anyway, and, and the ring got torn apart, and they used the actual underside of the ring, which is all uh, two, two by, by sixes or two by stuff. sixes, yeah. big boards and steel. That's all it is. Um, I, and there was uh, blood. Was there taxes? Uh, no, glass. Broken glass. glass. Broken glass. Um, just used for slamming people in. And what? Uh, I mean, talk about professional wrestling. The rest of the show was team. And there was. I mean, it was professional wrestling, though. That doesn't sound like a wrestling match. That sounds like a torture chamber. Uh, yeah, yeah, very much <laughs> it was. was. It was hardcore. So. Let, let's start with the one who didn't see it, Big Ugly. When, when we're telling you about this, and this is the main event of the show. It's not even a championship match. This is the built-up match. I got I got my own reasons, and we talked about this, me and CM Funk, but what do you think of being a wrestling fan now when you hear that? Um, to me, it just seems a bit unnecessary. It just seems, uh, I don't know, superfluous, gratuitous, <laughs> whatever. Woo! Gratuitous. Yeah. It's a lot of big words. Yeah. Pardon, keywords. Pardon me while I pull out the, uh, the Webster Dictionary. Yeah. I'm not sure. And you got the so, dictionary. I got the start. <laughs> so, yeah, I just feel like it's just it's just a bit extra, uh, especially for, I guess this was just on Wednesday night? No, this was, no, this was the pay-per-view Oh, this Saturday was a pay-per-view? Night. Oh, yeah. still it's unnecessary. Live from like, the chicken box. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I think, you know, I feel like um, if this was like, you know, 10-year-old Eric watching the Attitude Era been like, super cool. Like, oh, my gosh, you know. But I, I feel like we... I, as wrestling has progressed or evolved, we've gotten so far away from this style of match mm-hmm. that it just doesn't do anything for me anymore. And just like it, it's just unnecessary. It's, to me, you're putting so much at risk, and yeah, like, for what? And, and not only it's, it's it's this medium; they've only been around for a month. You know, AEW as far as on the mainstream. So why risk your entire career or your life on something like this? And that's what I wanted to put up to you, CM Funk. John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, whatever you want to call him, he used to do all this stuff in CZW. Mm-hmm. Kenny Omega, as far as I know, has never been through anything like this. Yeah, um, Kenny Omega is the best professional wrestler in the world. Yeah. Why would he risk? I, I, what is the payoff here? I mean, you've already bought the pay per view, or you're already going. I, you know, I, you're already there. I mean, I agree. I I I think payoff wise, I don't think there was a payoff, unfortunately. Like, if it was over the belt, you know, or the title or something like that, that would have been one thing. Or if, like, career was on the line or, you know, yeah. whatever. If there was some sort of stipulation, it would have been great. It, I think it would have just made the match all the more meaningful you know, the more meaningful and that much better. But as for, like, a Kenny Omega, like, because he's not known for doing anything like that, he's known for being the technical best bout machine right. who, who can also be a high flyer. I mean, sure. he, he's, he's the all around. style. Right. Yeah, this was something new and maybe a little outside of his comfort zone, outside of his box, something different for him. And like you said, Moxley, he's been doing it for, you know, the last 15 years when he was in CCW and right. stuff. So it's for him, it's a it's going back to what he really enjoys doing and what he kind of got 
put on the map for, mm-hmm. you know, originally. You know, but as far as the match itself went, like, I get, Big Ugly, what you're saying about, you know, like, you know, if it was 20 years ago or 25 years ago, like when ECW was the yeah. rage and that's what they were doing, you know, that would have been one thing. But I think because it's been such a wall since we've had anything like that or or national television, mm-hmm. you know, independents are still doing that hardcore of stuff. Course. But on the national level and all, like, there's still some shock and awe value to it again because because it hasn't been done. In so, and if you would have seen some of the things that they did in this one, you'd have been like, oh, crap. Like, whoa. Like, I yeah. mean, there were things that Mike and I seasoned wrestling you know, fans <laughs> yeah. you know have been through it all and seen and there were things that they did that we had never seen and we were both just dumbfounded the 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 barbed wire bed that he talked about it was like a it was like a eight foot by eight foot square raised platform that was just nothing but barbed wire razor wire in the middle and the two of them went in it together and were tied up and it was they they zoomed in and it was real barbed wire. Yeah, it wasn't the cut up stuff you know that they use in a lot of these things. You know, this was the real deal and it was like sticking in them and on, like yeah, overkill a little too much maybe, but it still was like a holy crap moment. You know, so we we, we were watching, we couldn't believe it. Like we were we were stunned. Um, and I'm surprised the Maryland State Athletic Commission got let them get away with this, but I think it's something where we talked about they were better to ask forgiveness than permission. Yeah, so. Uh, I don't know how soon they'll be coming back to Baltimore. And I, I, I think that uh, I think that what's going to be important for AEW because to me, when they're doing stuff like that, what it's telling me is that they're trying to offer you a product that they feel like WWE isn't offering. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it's going to be important for them to find an identity outside of just trying to give you what WWE isn't giving you. Okay. Like basing so much around their competition with WWE. Like if you look at a. Was it New World, New Japan? Mm-hmm. I don't watch this stuff, but it's obvious from what I've what I've heard that they have an identity, like, and this is the kind of style that they go for. They're not trying to compete with Ring of Honor, you know what I'm saying? WWE. It's like this is their style. This is yeah, what they do, right. and I think that um, I think that AEW is going to have to find the same thing to be successful. You know, the. WCW, I feel like part of the downfall is that that was all they were concerned about was competing with WWE, and that's all they were trying to do. But they really had no identity outside of that. Right. And I think AEW is going to have to find that. Well, if they were competing with. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, if yeah. they were competing with WWE with that match, they won because WWE hasn't done anything like that in and, ages, if ever. And I think that's where AEW has the chance to succeed, though, compared to what WCW, because. To me, when I watch AEW, it's like watching WCW in the mid-90s. Amen. You know, during the Monday Night Wars. I was always a WCW guy growing up and everything, too. So, um, but they're not as worried about the competition, like, you know, beating WWE and that kind of stuff. You know, they're, they're all about, you know, hey, we need each other to survive out here, you know. So, I think that they, you know, they've got the right attitude I do agree that they need to find out, you know, really what works best for them. And, mm. you know, they're only in their first two months, so they, they're still absolutely. figuring absolutely. that out. You know? That's what yeah. I say. They shot the so, move yeah, real quick absolutely. on this one. Yeah. So, you know, give it give it some time. You know, come back in yeah. a year from now and see what they, what they are, right. you know, at right. that point. But. Jimmy is a fan of, uh, say, movies or television or something like that. Are you Do you want to be entertained by the quality of the content, or would you rather be entertained by the shock and awe value of the holy crap moment? What's better for you? In general, what what entertains you? Or watching a theater show, same thing. 
Is it the creativity of the, the people that are out there, or is it just like the shock and all, like, oh, my God, I can't believe they did that? Oh, no, I don't. Uh, You're I don't, not the shock and all guy? No. No, okay. <laughs> no, like, if I would have seen what you were saying, I, would, I think I would have left. Once the blood started flying and, and, and they were yanking skin off, I, would, I think I'd leave. It was, uh, <laughs> Does that be like being in, in, in the movies and seeing Saw, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's kind of the content, right? right. It's, it's that shock and awe value is almost like a horror movie, very much. <laughs> right. Are, are you more for going to watch like a best picture nominated, you know, type of a film or something like that? Or do you want to see that, you know, thrash, uh, gory, you know, hardcore type, you know, thing like which, you know, and that's kind of the same deal that, you know, you got to juggle with and with the wrestling. Cause it's, is that it's why they're doing there, that so. now? Is that why they're putting that into wrestling? Well, that's why AEW for people might that be. like those kind of movies, uh, you know, a little bit of it. it it's, it's really the, the shock and awe part is the big thing, you know. It's just that getting that holy crap moment, and that gets you know people to start watching or paying attention or talking see, about it on podcasts. Talking about it on podcasts, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, trending on that social th- media thingy that you guys yeah, do, right? That, Hashtag, know. right? So yeah. it's yeah, it, it yeah, it's why they do it overall who knows but I mean it's basically is it a more or less recent development because like when I used to watch wrestling now I'm talking years ago yeah years ago you probably weren't even born but (laughs) (laughs) well you were talking about Bruno San Martino they were were like regular wrestling you know and and then even when they got into the Hulk Hogan era they weren't doing that kind of stuff they were just beating each other up yeah you know I I thought it was bad when they grab a chair and break it over somebody's (laughs) head oh boy man down but now they're like doing that kind of of stuff I man I have it's all the ev- evolution like yeah. anything it just kind of evolved is, it, is that got mostly young audiences following that AEW like, probably. like when you go to the ring and see it live is it mostly young people well that's a good point when we went to see it live with AEW's first show it was all the 20 somethings mostly right 20 and 30 and even our generation yeah uh when you go to WWE it's a lot of kids you know so you're not going to see that and a lot of family types and then there's a lot of our people as well but it's a lot of kids you know what I mean? Yeah. So they wouldn't do that in front of fans. Yeah, not WWE. That's because AEW's fan base are the hardcore fans. Yeah. And kids aren't going to be your hardcore. Kids are going to eat up any storylines that you put in front of them. But, yeah. you know. Except for the Bobby Lashley sex storyline. <laughs> yeah. By storyline, yeah. you're talking yeah. about like they have something ulterior they, uh, going on that makes them want to fight each other? Exactly. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> you know, it long since the days when you just kind of walk into a room. And fight. And, hey, that's my pen. Hey, that's my pen. Oh, I'm just going to fight you. Uh, no, but they, they need reasons. You know, there's, there's elaborate storylines right. built up. Um, usually elaborate. <laughs> sometimes they drop off. Sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're terrible. Sometimes they're great. Um, case in point, and we're, we're going to take a break here in a minute. We'll go to the second segment. We're going to talk about movies. We're going to talk about theater. We're going to talk about all that stuff. Uh, we're also going to talk about football. There was a nice incident where somebody hit somebody over the head with a helmet. We're going to talk about that, too. Because um, <laughs> that's on my notes. Um, so I, I think seems, it was just, like He that. was just handing it back to him. That's, that's all. Bullshit. I think it was just misconstrued. <laughs> Sorry. It was handing him back to him, Warren. <laughs> seems like that helmet thing would have been a good segue from the hardcore match. Uh, it right. could have been. That, I don't know. That was a different thing. That, I, that was weird anyway. But, okay. So, what... I don't even know where I was going with that. I forgot. But, we're, as I said, we're going to take a big break sometime shortly. But, it's um, WWE, AEW, NWA Power Hour, uh... Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, New Japan, there's a lot to watch. Um, so everybody has an audience, 
everybody has different parts of the audience. And um, for wrestling fans like us, I'm trying to watch as much of it as I can. Just to, it's overload right now. It's a good time to be a wrestling fan. Um, so that that's what it is, kind of like with movies. There's all different kind of movies to go out and watch. Um, theater. There's all different kind of shows to be in. Uh, it, this is the same thing with the Dirty Ugly Wrestling podcast. There's millions of podcasts out there, but several hundred or thousand people listen to ours, which is cool. And uh, you know that's why we keep doing it. So. I think that match, just to put a cap on it, was I wasn't a match. It was a different type of situation for watching it. I still can't believe it when we're talking about it now. But when AEW is doing that, they're trying to develop their personality, and eventually they are going to. So, hey, it's great. Let's cap off this wrestling portion. Uh, final thoughts about uh, Survivor Series, NXT, uh, Raw, SmackDown, anything else coming up or anything else in the pro wrestling world you just want to throw out there? Big Ugly. No. Well, it'll come up again. It yeah. Will. I have nothing right now. Cap off? Uh, did, did, did you hear that uh, Jim Cornette uh, got fired from NWA? Son of a bitch. Yeah. You know? yeah. What did he do? He, he made a comment that um, some would maybe consider racist or as he put it, it was a starvation joke. Is what he said. I, I don't want to repeat the uh, line or here we could do that off the air. But uh, yeah, it, apparently it was a it was a 1980s Jim Cornette type of a uh, a statement, which it's a in, 1980s show. I mean, yeah, but in, two, in 2019, probably it, could be a little insensitive. Didn't but, work. Yeah, it didn't okay. really work. See, there's a lot of sensitivity now. Well, back when you were talking about watching wrestling, Jimmy, there was not a lot of that sensitivity out there. There were just people going in there and trying to, you know, work and do things. And now, uh, things that come up eight years later, or even something that's said, you know, people are going to get fired, and the whole Yo, thing is going to change. But it's true, though. Hey, listen. So Disney Plus, right? Disney I was watching. Plus. Uh, I, I'd never seen. I never seen the original Peter Pan uh, animation. Mm-hmm. I've only ever Hook Hook was like my introduction to Peter Pan I love Hook right so if you guys have seen the Peter Pan uh, animation I was like there was stuff in there that I was like yo like this wouldn't hold up today like <laughs> it made me uncomfortable like the way that they depicted like the Native Americans mm-hmm. yeah. like in the animation I was like I felt uncomfortable <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> like like man like I, it, to the point where it's like because you understand how how culture is now, society is now that it's like you know people won't cross certain boundaries. Mm. But it's like back then it was like man, no hold. It was like whatever. You know what I'm saying? We just don't whatever. So it's just like yeah, man, stuff that you did back then, like you know, or would have gotten away with saying you know Jim Cornette. I feel like I mean, come on, he he's he's in tune with what's going on now. He should yeah. have known that. that he also has a. He also has no filter. He, right. <laughs> but, you and know... That, and that's part of what... Part of Jim Cornette's character is... That's what it is. The, the but, he, but, but he would have gotten away time. with that. We're talking about back in the, the 80s. 80s. Yes. Yeah, right. no problem. Nobody right. would have batted an eye. Yeah. Oh, I love this business. Yeah. Oh, we love this business. Yeah. All right, Jimmy. So, you, you, you've heard us talking about pro wrestling. You've heard us talking about a lot of different things. What, what's your takeaway? Are you going to go uh, check out pro wrestling now? Or are you... Uh, you know, are you a little bit more in tune with what we're doing here, or, or have we just confused you? Oh, no, I know what you're doing. You know what we're doing? Yeah. I'm glad somebody does. I mean, I don't, I don't know any of these people you're talking about, but... Hulk Hogan's in the... Oh, would, no, I mean these new... Oh, okay, all this. Yeah. I don't, because like I said, I haven't followed wrestling since back in... Well, back when you watched it, there was only one real thing to watch if you were on a national level. 
It was only the WWE. Yeah. That's it. Um, that's all you saw. But as the 80s turned into the 90s, and now we're in 2019, there's wrestling on every channel, on every medium, in every different type of way. So, yeah, thank you for uh, allowing us to uh, divulge that all that in front of you. It's very good. Um, and, and, Jimmy, we're going to get into you, because I, I want to hear more about you, because we, we know that you're a singer, you're an actor. Um, yeah, and we want to hear all about what you did and what you've done. And we're also going to talk about movies. We're going to talk about sports. Um, and, uh, you know... Well, we're going to tighten it up, because we've been talking for uh, over an hour, man. This was a long uh, Tangents. intro. Yeah, right. <laughs> Usually our intros are like I feel like this was supposed long. to be a third segment. Yeah, we just right. couldn't wait. Yeah. <laughs> I told you. It was Tangents just come out. We just, just start talking. Out, yeah. <laughs> we might not have a third segment. We just might get to Jimmy and then just tighten it up. But that, that's cool. But Jimmy, thank you, though. Thank you for being here. And we're, we're going to come back in a minute. Uh, we're going to take a break for the cause or a pause, whatever it is. Pause and uh, we'll be back. With more. Oh, by the way, Stone Cold Steve Austin got a new uh, show on WWE Network. By the way, it's an Undertaker is the first guest. Water for the working man. Swig of water for the working man. All right, take a break. It might be the devil, but they all sound the same. We are back yep. on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast once again. My name is Dirty Mike. I'm a big ugly, and we are joined by CM Funk and the one and only Jimmy James Fitzpatrick. And uh, Jimmy, you, you've been he- hearing us talk about this wonderful world of performing. We want to talk about your wonderful world of performing. Now, you just, you and I just talked offline a little bit. You, you're a few years older than me, not too much older. Um, and uh, you and I went to the same high school together. However, you went a couple years before I did. Uh, so, how, yeah, how long have you been a performer, just in general? Let's start there. Years wise, yeah. Let's talk about years. I don't mean to put you on blast, uh, but no, no, I, no, I, I don't mind. Because I, I want people to get the idea of yeah. who we're talking to. Yeah, this this month, this month, well, this fall, fifty-one years. God damn, fifty-one years in the <laughs> wow. business. That's awesome. So, yeah, so you awesome. started um, in high school. In high school at Archbishop Curley, sophomore year. Okay, so um, what was your fall very sixty-nine? Summer of 69. That was a good show, but it was the fall of 69. I was. So, what was your first show? <laughs> we already got the age. You were in high school and sophomore. We know you were 15, 16 right, years old. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my first show um, was on the town. On the town. And I was just in the... Ensemble? Yeah. Which ensemble. is nothing wrong with that. No, no. Ensemble's but good. that's where I started. Okay. And from there, uh, you... Stayed in theater. You haven't really ever taken a break. Is that right? Not really. I mean, mean, you've done at least one show, if not more, at a time. Well, I've done over 100 productions. God. And I've been in the chorus. I've been uh, supporting roles, lead roles. And that was that. And then on the side, I was doing, um, we, we had a group for a few years called the Traveling Music Makers. We used to go to nursing homes and senior retirement communities and stuff and sing for the people there. That's awesome. And, and plus, when I was in high school, I was in the Glee Club for a couple of years. There you go. And The Sea Newts? No, that was, a, that was the band. Yeah. <laughs> the Curly yeah. Newts. So, and I've sung... Well, I did, did, a lot of people don't know this about me, but in 1975, no, 1977, 
I went to Nashville and cut a record and um, two sides of a 45. And for those of you who don't know what that is, that's a record <laughs> that plays on a record player. <laughs> Spins and, around um, and got the needle on it they, and all that. They were a big thing back then. But anyway, wow. um, I did do that. And the guy, unfortunately, the guy that um, got me to do that down there was committing fraud mm. on people all over the country. And Whoops. seven people were from Maryland, and I was one of the seven. Damn. And um, like I said, if I, if it had been real, there might have been a day I would have been on the CMAs. Uh, yeah, hell yeah. Because the record that they gave me, I, I did that record, and um, they sent me 100 copies. Mm-hmm. They kept... A hundred copies. Okay. And then they sent 300 out, supposedly, to radio stations all over the country. Mm -hmm. Well, my dad, when back then when I did this, he knew some people that owned bars. And two bars, he put it in the jukebox in the bars, and the people wore it out. Wow. And they wanted to be able to get it, and there was nowhere it was available. Damn. Do you have any master copy of that at all? Somewhere at home I have it, yeah. Okay. We need to put that on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio so that we can promote it on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. And we, we, we thank but all you of our listeners. But you can't get it anywhere. I mean, it's like, it was something that... That's you know, so that's so cool, though. I mean, that's an experience. I recorded in the studio where Kenny Rogers recorded. Wow. Cool. That's dope, man. Kenny Rogers. That's speaking of fried cool. chicken. Uh, <laughs> right in Nashville, yep. Nashville. Yep. Damn. Well, that, you know, as long as I've known you, which hasn't been that long, because, um, you know... Uh, time wise, I never knew that. That's crazy. I mean, you know, legitimately, you could be a recording artist. I have no doubt about that in my mind. Uh, your voice transcends. I'm telling you, you have the range. That's as soon as I the first time I heard you sing, and you were singing. I think the very first song I heard you sing was in a Broadway Broadway review at Curly, Jesus Christ Superstar, Gethsemane. Because uh, that was when I was in high school, I believe. Um, and this guy, like the voice, I, I followed him around. I did. And I still do. You know, wherever Jimmy's doing a show, I'm going to yeah, find Jimmy doing a show. When and you came to that one down at the... The theater project. Yep. Yeah. That was the, the, the said... World War II show. And I was like, what the hell is Jimmy doing? Um, so, yeah, you've been in plays. You've been in musicals. You have uh, sung the national anthem at uh, a Blast couple of events. Blast in the spirit. Blast in the spirit. My cousin was that's on soccer, the team. big ugly. Yeah, if you, my, I don't know. My if cousin. My cousin was. Uh, don't do soccer. <laughs> my cousin's name's Jason Dieter. Dieter. And he was on the. He was the first player drafted by the Spirit when they formed that team. There you go. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. And he came out of Curly and um, I think University of Maryland mm-hmm. or, or one of them. But anyway, and I was there to see that too. I was there. He he he's the one that got me to do that. He got, he told them and they had me come down and audition one day. That's and, awesome. And I sang for the spirit. And then when they went back to the blast, I sang for the blast a couple of times. Gotcha. I tried to do it for the Orioles, but they said we only have eighty-two home games. We can't fit you in. Right. <laughs> and I gotta say, I thought about you because I, with the course of the Chesapeake, I've sort of followed in your footsteps. Now we're a group of thirty or forty or fifty guys, so we're not doing it by ourselves. And, and you know, but it's the group that gets to sing. They got a spot once a year to sing the national anthem at the ball game. And I saw again, you know, Jimmy's done this and he did this by himself, and that's just really cool. So 
you know, hey, if you ever want to sing with the chorus of Chesapeake, come on down. You can fit any range that we got, and you can sing at the ball game all day long, whatever you want. Um, so this is cool. Uh, he's this guy's an actor. So you said you you enjoy theater. You said yeah, you man, I like. I enjoy some theater. Okay, you so know what? it's like it's like I have a bad habit of doing it. You guys ever like you be like, yeah, I like that band, but you realize you only know three songs by them. Like, you can't actually say you like the band. You know, it's like you just like those three songs. So so that's what. So it's like when I think about, it, I'm like, man, I don't want to actually say that I'm like a theater person. It's okay. It's like I only got a few plays that I just watch repetitively. What would you so, watch? So hairspray. Okay. Uh, the Wizard of Oz, which I heard you mention earlier, which yeah. we want to talk about. Phantom of the Opera is my favorite. Uh-huh. Chicago. Oh. Um, yeah, I think I'm, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And you, you're out. I think I'm, <laughs> I think I'm out after that. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, I know, have you, you know, did you do the role in Hairspray, the mother? No. You can. I did the Phantom and Phantom of the Opera. You were Phantom oh, and You Phantom were the, the Phantom and, oh my. Not the Michael Crawford version. Yeah. Although I could do that, yeah. I want to do that sometime. I did it at Oregon Ridge Dinner Theater, and it was the American yes. version. And they did their own. It was all different music, same yeah. story, right? With different music. But he was the fan. That's, of that's, that's, the man. That's pretty cool. That is awesome. Yeah. yeah. And in the Wizard of Oz, I've been you... Jesus in Superstar five times. Yeah. So Jesus Christ Superstar, he's Jesus. That's dope. I mean, he yeah. is Jesus. Yeah. I'd say. You, when you see, I got to show pictures because that's online. Because when you look at him, he does, that you won't know this is Jimmy. You just yeah. it's Jesus, complete trash. And when you hear him, yeah. And that's one thing that you do when you get into a role, you are that role. I I see, you know, I don't see Jimmy doing a role. I see the role. Anything that you've ever done, you have immersed yourself into, just like that, just like the Phantom, just like the Scarecrow in the Wizard of Oz, Jesus. Um, and uh, throw out some other ones. What were your other roles in shows that you've done? Tevye and Fiddler. God damn. That's um, like a big one. Cornelius Hackle and Hello Dolly. Okay. Uh, Tommy and Brigadoon. That's the part that Gene... Uh, Gene... Uh, oh, God. Not... Gene Kelly. Gene Kelly. Okay. Classic. In, in, in the movie. Okay. Um, Fagin and Oliver. Fagin and Oliver. Were you ever Bill Sykes as well? You know, I got to do that. The bad guy, the heel. I was Ooh. curly in Oklahoma. Damn right. There we go. Um, I was Judd. I got to do that one time, and I scared people. Ah, uh, you did. Were, I saw you do that. They were used to me being the the funny the, guy, the good guy, yeah, the, the romantic guy. guy, and all that. And this guy said every time I came out on stage, he would sit back in his chair and lean back because he he wasn't used to me being like that. I saw you do that, I think. And that inspired me to do it because I went out there and did it and I, I gained weight for the role. I grew my hair out and I was completely... I was an ass. I was terrible. And same thing with uh, with uh, Bill Sykes. I, I felt those heel roles, man. I'm trying to think of ones you remember, big ones. Like, like you've done, you said you've been in Jesus Christ Superstar. You've yeah. been in... Godspell, you know, playing in your main players in Godspell. Yeah, it was you know? the one that sang. Um, I wasn't Jesus in that. No. I was one of the ones that sang. We beseech thee. Well, I know you did that with me. Yeah. But uh, it's got to be hard to be Jesus all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's oh, a hard it's... life being hashtag Jesus. 
<laughs> yeah, I got it's a hard knock. Like the that. one time when I was doing it, <laughs> I, I was doing it Sorry. at Oregon Ridge Dinner Theater, and the, and Mike Barton, he was the Roman guy whipping me. Oh, really? And I was up on the post, and he was whipping me, and and it fell over. No way! Oh, and it wow! Fell over and it's on the floor, and he just comes over and whipping. He just start whipping you. And See, the that's when the audience were like. <laughs> See that's a shoot. See that's like happening theater. That's a shoot for real. You don't stop in live theater, right. boy. That's like when I just did it. The most recent time I did it, I fell over a, a cable that was in the aisle. Whoops! And I hit the hit the back of my head on the pew because we did it in an actual church. Six to twelve. And I hit the pew, and this guy was sitting in the seat watching the show, and he just went and looked at me like. Man, they're really beating the crap out of this man. <laughs> Everybody put gloves on. As as right. <laughs> Call for the doctor. But, Stop the yeah. show. Right. Throw right, up the yeah, X. Throw it. Oh, another thing you probably don't know. Uh-oh. Um, in 1975, I was in a talent contest. Oh, yeah? Yes. In New York. Okay. I mean, no, in Philadelphia. And I got second place. And it was a cool. like, kind of a national type thing. And the guy that was one of the judges mm-hmm. after it was over he asked me he said um, I know you can sing because I just saw you do it he says but do you act and I told him yes mm-hmm. and he said can you come up to my office and talk with me and I said well what where is it and he told me it was in New York wow. and I said well yeah I'll come up when do you want me to come up and I got on the bus went up that next week after the competition was on the weekend mm-hmm Got up there, and he offered me a full scholarship to his school. Four-year scholarship to New York Academy of Theatrical Arts. And he said, "Wow, when I'm done with you, you will be on Broadway. Wow. Because he knew people. And he says, I can see it in you. And I told him, can I? Because I had just, you knew Diane. Yeah. I had just gotten engaged. Yeah. And, and I was planning on getting married mm-hmm. and all. And I said, can I go discuss this before I give you an answer? And he said, sure. Just call me next week. And I went home and discussed it. And I decided that I wanted a life with my family, and I said it'd be too hard wow. to do that. And I, I thanked him profusely. I said because he he offered me something that people would give their right arm to have. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I told left him, one too. And I told him no, but thank you and everything. And I just went and wow, I, I just went stayed here. And that's why I do shows as much as I do now because I see the way people like I just did Scrooge mm-hmm. and people came up after the show people I never met in my life and are telling me I belong in New York and like I was walking across a parking lot the day after the show closed mm-hmm. and I heard these voices behind me going sir sir and I didn't know who they were talking to <laughs> and I turned around sir. and they were talking to me mm-hmm. and I said yeah can I help you and they, they said were you Scrooge yesterday? And I said, yes. And they said, we've seen Broadway shows, we've seen off-Broadway shows, we've seen the Hippodrome. And they said, your show was fabulous. Your show blew us away. Right. That's, That's awesome. awesome. They That's meant, awesome. They meant awesome. everybody, not just me, because yeah. everybody, <laughs> it was just... And that's what makes it all worthwhile. There you go. Yeah. See? And that's, and that's uh, not paid. No, that's it's just for the love theater. of doing it. Yeah. And that's what most of it is. You've done dinner theater before. You've gotten paid for it. But the community theater, that's what it's all about. Yeah. You know, a lot Love of people. Love of the craft. Yeah. And sometimes you get that. Go ahead. I have seen A Christmas Carol. 
Oh, do you know what that is? Yeah. Okay. All right. So you yeah. the play? Yeah, I saw the Tobies. Oh, Tobies. All right. All right. So yeah, that's a good. One. Nothing wrong with we'll that. That's five. That's five. <laughs> you were out, but now you got five. Yeah. You know, you could make a six. You should come see five times. Yeah. Five times. <laughs> you should come see Annie at Sky is the Limit Theater because I'm doing that. Oh, you doing that? I'm doing that. I'm getting back. I have been out of theater for seven years. I've been in the pro wrestling business. I've been doing all kinds of other stuff, but I wanted to. I wanted to rewrite history and do it in a good way, because I kind of went out on a bad note. So I'm I'm in Annie. Uh, here's the flyer. I got more. You, you can't see this because you can't see it because we're on a podcast. But the Sky is the Limit Theater. It's at the Eastern Regional Performing Arts Center, North Point Government Center in Dundalk, Maryland. Friday, December sixth. Saturday, December seventh. Both at seven p.m. and Sunday, December eighth at three. And um, you've been in Annie before, I believe. Yeah. You've been uh, Rooster. Rooster. Yeah, Rooster Hannigan. You know Annie, the, the movie? Yes. The little girl with the red? Yes. Okay, you know I saw the, old, the older one. The, who, okay, who, so that, who are you? I am uh, sort of a utility player, so I'm in uh, Hooverville as a bum. Okay. I'm in NYC as a street person, not street person, but you know, just walking around yeah. in New York City. I'm in the President's Cabinet, which is awesome because I have a little... Featured thing in there, Harold Dickey's. Harold Dickey stand up. You know, <laughs> so I'll come out tomorrow. I don't want to ruin it, but and I get to do um, spoilers. A spoiler alert! Uh, I'm a servant, and uh, you know, so I, I'm I kind of in the whole show. I, I found out about this through because the course of Chesapeake and Sky's the Limit share the same theater space. So I doing course of Chesapeake. I saw the calendar a week or two too late because uh-huh. I, I would have auditioned and I would have liked to have been Rooster. Because um, I've never done that role. I've done Bert Healy. I've never been Daddy Warbucks because I think I'm more of the, I'm more of, in that kind of thing. I'm more of the supporting guy. Um, but uh, yeah, no, Annie is going to be there. It's it's fun for the whole family. It's a it's a holiday type show, and uh, I am, and you know I always saw what you were doing. I was like, man, I'd love to get back on the stage. I'm just not sure where I'm going to do it. Oh, there it is. There, look at that. Oh, man. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's, a, that's the picture we need, that's, man. We, I don't know who I was. I was in Scrooge. Is that picture on Facebook, oh, wow. Jimmy? That's awesome. Is that on Facebook? You need to send that to me if it's not, because I need to save that, because we need that picture. <laughs> send that to me on Wait, the text are you message. Still, are you still doing Scrooge right now, Jimmy? No, it just ended. Oh, okay. Scrooge is oh, over. Hey, the 10th. What's, what's next? Jimmy? Um, I'm in Footloose. But oh. I'm, just, I'm just one of the uh, adults. <clears throat> is that at the, at the Greek church? Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with the ensemble and Footloose. No, I know, like but fantastic. I'm just saying, I'm just one of the adults. I'm, I'm Wes. I'm, I'm uh, married to Lulu. <laughs> Wes and Lulu. Wait, what, are you you here all these days? Yeah. Oh, cool. That's right. I'm trying. I'm please, please come yeah. see it. And then uh, see him funk it. There, there, see? There it is. There's Jesus. That ain't Jimmy. That's nice. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's phenomenal. Yeah, that's awesome. When when I did it the first time, somebody said, you got to come see Superstar because our Jesus looks like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, he looks like him, but, you know, he sounds like, I don't know what Jesus would actually sound like, but that's what it is right there. So, nothing wrong with Jesus. That's great. Jimmy, you have lived and you continue to live the life of a rock star as far as theater is concerned. And even though you did not go to the New York Academy, and even though that record was not real... Uh, you have, you know, even complete strangers, like you said, you've inspired a lot of people and given people memories, and you know that's what I do it for. That's what, and and you you get that satisfaction knowing that you had a hand in that, and you 
you you entertain somebody. You got to you know take somebody out of reality and and give them a show, and that all comes from you. So that's awesome. So I let me, appreciate you. Let me ask you, Jimmy. So if there was one play that like you haven't had a chance to be in that you would love to do, and you could play any role from that, what would you pick? Ooh, that's a good question. There's two. Okay. Oh, there's two. Well, three actually. Oh, there you go. I, I would. I told people like when I did Jesus in this, this lady come up to me the first time I did it, and she said, "I've been a Christian for my whole life." She said, "But," and she's eighty years old, and she goes, "Lent will never mean as much to me as it will this year." Damn. That's and awesome. then another lady come up to me after the last time I did it, after which was the fifth time, and she said, "I've seen you do this at several locations." And she said, how long are you going to keep doing this? And there was a statue up on the wall of Christ after the resurrection. And I said, as long as he'll let me. Look at this. And I would, I would do that role like Ted Neely's been doing it since. He's God, been Jesus longer than Jesus movie, was Jesus. Since he made the movie in the <laughs> late 60s. Yeah. He's still doing it. And he's like in his 70s now. Wow. Yeah. But. So, okay. Jesus. I would do that. I would do Phantom. Okay. The, the, the Michael Crawford version. The, the real deal, okay. Because I, I want to do that sometimes so, if I can ever do it. And Michael Crawford, is, Andrew Lloyd Webber, is it the same? Yeah, the Andrew Lloyd right. Webber yeah. version. All right, cool. yeah. yeah. I say Michael Crawford because he was the original fan. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So what's that, what's that third one? You said um, there were three. Les Mis. Oh, shit. Or Jekyll and Hyde. I forgot about that. That right there, Jekyll and Hyde. Jekyll and Hyde. Hyde. So okay. you would want to, would you want to play Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde? The main, I could see you doing that. I'm surprised they they don't do that a lot in community theater. It's not really a yeah. one that's passed around too much. Slay Miz, same thing. They pass around that to high schools, but not the actual. Yeah, show. they just limited it again. They, really? It, for a while, it was able to be done, mm-hmm. and then they put it back to just schools only. Jesus, who who would you uh, portray in Lay Miz? Have you seen the movie? I, I've I've seen it. Yeah, the um, the one that. Oh, what's his name? Shoot. Hugh Jackman. Oh, Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Oh, so yeah. you, you want to be um, Valjean. Yeah. John Valjean, Valjean, the main guy. Yeah. I could see that. I could see you being Javert, too, which is the uh, the antagonist. Russell Crowe. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> see, you know. Yeah. I could see you doing both, actually. I would much rather see you playing Jekyll and Hyde than David Hasselhoff. Let me put that out there. Oh, me. yeah. Damn, that was terrible. And no offense to him. Hasselhoff I love David was... Hass- he was... <laughs> yeah, he did Jekyll. He was on Broadway. He nice. couldn't sing it. Nope. He, he's, a, he's, a, he's an all right actor, but he couldn't sing the, it. The acting part was actually not he's bad. Like, but when he I started singing, I love John was... Legend for his style of music yeah. and the way he sings. But yeah. him as Jesus. But him as Jesus just failed. John did Legend was it? Jesus? Yeah. Did you see that last year? <laughs> no. They did Jesus well, they were Christ broadcasting it like for days it before. Live, live on NBC For days and days and days. Jesus. They wanted you to know that it was coming on. And it came on, and all these people were like that had seen it. They were like, I don't know how I missed that. That were and people that were in it with me. They said, I kept waiting for him to hit Jimmy's high notes, and he couldn't do it. Nope, he couldn't hit the high stuff. They <laughs> lowered it for him, and he couldn't hit it. Wow. Now the girl that played Mary Magdalene, Hell in that, yeah. she was fabulous, and the guy that played Judas in it was great. Mm-hmm. And that's they almost had, as they a- had um, what's his name. Alice Cooper Alice was Herod. Cooper was Herod. That was beautiful. <laughs> he was King Herod. Oh he came so, out. Yeah, that was I cool. like. Like I said, I love John Legend as a singer, but he's not a rock opera yeah. singer. He's just not. He, he 
he even went flat once. It wasn't very long. It was a short little thing, but you could hear it. I don't really appreciate his uh, versions of Christmas music either, which I've been <laughs> listening to on satellite radio and all. Because it is tis the season. Yeah, they've been playing yeah. him. And, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't really listen to John Legend at all, but I mean, he's he's cool. But I do like Chrissy Teigen though. She's she's pretty entertaining. Yeah, um, she's cool. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so my favorite movie. So Big Ugly, you mentioned Hairspray. Yeah. So if Jimmy, were, if you were ever to do hairspray, would you want to be uh, the mother, the cross dresser? <laughs> no, I, I can do, see. I'll do the. I'll do the other part. Would you want to be the the, the host, Christopher, Christopper Walken Walken part? part. Yeah, okay, so the dad. <laughs> the dad yeah. Your timeless to me. <laughs> yeah. But I could, I could totally see you doing the mom though. You know, because uh, that's that's a role where a guy's got to play a woman and you got to immerse yourself I'm into a character. Enough. You can wear a suit. I'd have to because yeah. I'm not I'm only 150 pounds so, so to look what? at you I would see you as the dad for sure Christopher Walken um, but no I, and that's Hairspray so and that's one that's always thrown around Baltimore um, yeah, I, I gotta say I've done and you were the Scarecrow in The Wizard of Oz yes I, I've been nice. I had a ball doing that that was that was cool that was so fun did you see that? yeah you know the guy that critic that? He said I was like Dick Van Dyke in his heyday. Wow, that's that's a that's a compliment and a half yeah, right there. Yeah, I like that. That was really special. I've done I've done the Scarecrow, the Tin Man, the the Lion, the Wizard, the You've Guard, been the Gate. Yeah. Oh, you were. What am I saying? Did you see that? You were in it. I was in it. You were Jimmy, in it. I saw it. You were the Wizard. Yes, I was. <laughs> Yeah. I was I was your Wizard. You yeah. were. Uh, he was the Wizard, and he was also the guy at the um. At the wagon. Yeah, Professor Marvel. Professor Marvel. Yeah. That's awesome. He's a, Ooh, there's a hurricane. Wapa, wapa. <laughs> Somehow I got a British accent. He wasn't talking out. about a burger. No. <laughs> a wapa. The best part about that show is I got to stand backstage with a microphone while y'all three were out there, four or whatever, screaming at you. The wizard. Oh, my God. And then I got to come out of the suit at the end and give y'all presents. So nice. that's actually I would do that again. I've I've played every role in the Wizard of Oz. I've understudied Dorothy on a production week because she wasn't there and I knew the blocking and I sang the song Somewhere Over the Rainbow. I didn't wear the dress. But I yeah, I was in that show. Uh Chris Thomas was your lion, I believe. Yep. And uh Jen Lutz yes. was your Dorothy. Yes. And the Tin Man was Rick. uh Je- uh Rick. Oh Rick. Okay. Was Jeff in that show? I don't think Jeff yeah. Baker, no. But you know, Rick was the yeah, Rick was the Tin Man, and all wearing my damn costumes too. I think you were wearing my Scarecrow costume that got around. Oh, that was the one that got. No, they ordered that stuff. Are you sure? Because yeah. you might have had a they piece got of that it from Michigan. That, I think they. It was the, up in Michigan. They got it from Miss Lady. She it had might have been the Tin Man costume was Michigan. Because I, I still have a Scarecrow costume that I wear to this day. And that thing yeah, dirty. their stuff was from Miss Lady. Dirty as hell. And they had to send it back to her. I just had to wear a suit with a green tie. I was all right with that. Um, so yeah, Jimmy is, uh, he's got some stories, man. And stuff that I've never even heard. And I've known this guy. That's awesome. And karaoke, man. You oh, know, yeah. you, you come out and, uh, you, you sing all different versions of all different at songs. all different places. All different I've places. Been at a lot of places around that had it. And, uh, used to have it. Yeah. I mean, there's still some that around and, and you knock it out of the I park. I remember yours that you used to have over in Hamden. We did. Me, you me and, and Jam and Jason. And Jam and Jason. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we and Jam and Jason got started. Well, we went to high school together too. But uh, we did the karaoke in Hamden, right? That was uh, 
interesting. Hamden at uh, 2 a.m. on a Saturday <laughs> night. We had a blast. Um, that place is a pit beef joint now, but... Hey, we had a good time. Oh, the place is gone. The place is yeah, gone. Yeah, the guy was trying to make a go of it. He was really trying hard. Yeah, he was a good business owner. He was he nice ran the bar, too. <laughs> yeah, he always he was a good good guy, and it was a nice place. In the Hammer Territory. That was where the I Hamden saw... Hamden Hammer. That was where I saw... What's his name with the... Oh, curly white hair. The, the guy that used to always sing um, the black... Oh, black... Black something. Oh, you mean uh, DK black, Dave. Huh? Uh, uh, the, the, the older guy with the white curly I know. hair. I know who you're talking about. Oh, God. Uh, was his name Dave? TK Dave? No. I can't remember. I know maybe, who you're talking about. Maybe. But he sang that. Uh, he sang Iron Black Man. Betty. Or, uh, Black Betty. Oh, Black Betty. Oh, Black Betty. That was him. DK Dave, man. He walked all the way from Hamden to Route 40. That guy was funny, man. The first time I heard him do that, I went, this guy's going to sing what? He got up there and sang that, and I was like rolling. He sang the Christmas version of I Am Iron Man, I Am Santa Claus. He's like, I Am Santa Claus. Some good shit. Oh, man. Um, so, how we know we're we're, 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 we're. Sinking down here. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. This is what we do. Yeah, believe me, we we've been off on worse tangents yeah. than that. So yeah, we have gone you're, off. You're right in right in line. Yeah. Let's uh let's go over some uh, movies and uh, music and real stuff and sports real quick. Um, Joker. No spoilers, but you saw it. Yeah. I saw it. Did you yeah. see the Joker movie? Okay. You mean the new one? Right? The new one. No. Joaquin. Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix, Phoenix becomes the Joker. Okay. That's a spoiler. So without spoilers. Without spoiling oh, it, Big wow. Ugly. I didn't know that. Though. How about that? That was in the preview, I think. Uh, Without spoiling it, mm-hmm. what uh, what did you think of his performance as the Joker? Oh, man, excellent. You know, I think that it's obvious he's Academy Award worthy really? for a nomination, without a doubt. And, okay. uh, you know, it's the first R-rated, it's the highest grossing R-rated movie at this point. Definitely yeah. the highest grossing superhero movie for DC um, and they've already now, just yesterday, greenlit a second one. Another Joker? So Todd Phillips is going to get with Joaquin Phoenix, and I don't know if he'll get with him specifically, but um, they're going to start working on a plot. for. Wow. That's the same. Where do they go? But it's yeah, got to be in lore that's yeah. not I mean, well yeah. known. Well, the, 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 the cool thing about Joker is like there's really no true beginning and end to him in, in canon. And also, like... I, having not seen the movie, I don't know, you know how it ends or anything like that, but you can go pretty much anywhere when it comes to the Joker and, and make a story. Like I mean, they've, they've done it several times. Yeah. yeah, I will say, the thing that I liked about this, as a, as opposed to the other Joker um, uh, rendition or whatever, is that uh, this one to me felt more grounded. It felt very uh, realistic. like Almost like if the Joker, if there was somebody that was going to be a Joker in today's society, like, you know, it felt real compared to a very comic book e style Joker. Like, even though Heath Ledger did a very good job, he, did. he was still very comic booky. Sure. Where this Joker was, like, more relatable, more grounded in, like, the real world. You know, he wasn't this crazy, intelligent mastermind, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's presented in some other forms, you know, so... And Heath Ledger's Joker was in the <clears throat> confines of the Batman movie. This Correct. Joker was yes. in the confines of Joker. Joker. Just yes. the Joker exactly. story. Right. So Which, um, you're gonna yeah. love it, Chad. Yeah, yeah, it's very, it's very good. 
You should see it too, Jimmy. I'm yeah. telling you, it's it's it is a if you like performances and yeah. creative acting, it's yeah, because it's not a comic book movie. I, I no. always say that it's right. not a comic book movie. No, yeah. Damn, it's just based in a comic book world, but it's not a comic book movie. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Definitely on my list to go see. Yeah. Please do it. I haven't found the time. I mean, Frozen yeah. 2 came out this weekend, made $84 million on a Thursday night, but what the hell. Yeah, I still haven't, I still haven't mm-hmm. found time to see the first one. Me though, neither. So, uh, I, I mean, I, I love Frozen. But now, uh, but now, that, I, I'll say now that I have Disney Plus, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, there's, uh, what is it, All About the Neighborhood, or Mr. Rogers movie comes out this week with Tom Hanks playing Mr. Rogers. Talk about getting yourself immersed in a role, Jimmy. That's one guy that can do that. Tom Hanks. Beautiful day in the neighborhood. That's what it is. Yeah. Sorry. And I'm going to see that on a Sunday. And uh, so apparently Tom Hanks just found out through the um, the genealogy DNA testing that he's actually he's actually related to Fred Rogers. He's <laughs> like, it's like they're sixth cousins, I think, or something like that. So Wow, that's crazy. Man. That's crazy. Small world. Right. Uh, Zombieland 2. It's fun if you if you like the first Zombielander. If you even loved the first one, I mean, just a just a fun movie to watch. No Academy Award winning nominations here, of not. <laughs> but uh, it, it is a fun. Did you see Zombieland two? I have not seen it you. Yet I have not. I would like to see it. I'm probably going to end up waiting for it at this. There's point. There's killing zombies. No, uh, but <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, but it's such a fun movie. Y'all gotta enjoy it. Please yeah. do. Uh, Terminator Dark Fate. Anybody see it? So I almost saw it. <laughs> oh, that's right. You had a story. You were going to tell me. That's right. That's right on my list. Oh, I was supposed to tell you the story? Yes, if you want to. Oh, yeah. You said you almost saw it. You yeah, said save for the I podcast. almost saw it. Yeah. So, yeah, I go into <laughs> the theater. What had happened was... Yeah, I'm at the Towson Theater. You know, I go to the VIP because I'm bougie. I always go to VIP. He's <laughs> like me. Yeah, so... I got to have it. So I went up to the VIP section. I'm there. I order my food. I'm waiting. The movie starts coming on. This guy comes in the theater... Man, he just starts doing some weird stuff. Like, first, he gets in the theater, right? And I'm looking down to my right, and he's just standing there. And, like, the credit, like the, the trailer's on, and he's just standing, and he just keeps looking at the credit. He making the other guys that he's next to uncomfortable because he came in by himself, right? I bet. So, then he finally sits down. He starts mumbling some stuff to himself. I'm like, man, this guy weird, man. And y'all know, every, well, I don't know about y'all, but ever since the Batman thing back in, like, what was that, 2000? What did, oh, are you talking about out in Denver? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ever since that. Yeah, I mean, somebody I mean, comes yeah. in and starts talking to himself. Right. It's like, is he trying to convince himself that he's going to shoot people exactly. or not? Exactly. And this, <laughs> is, and this is an action movie. This is a Terminator movie, all right? This ain't no love story. So so then he gets up. He walks out his aisle. He comes up my aisle where I am. I'm on, like, the very end. And he walks up and goes behind me where there's nobody. Uh. Then he, like, comes back down, starts mumbling something, and then, like, goes back to his seat. So, after that, I was just like, well, you know what? They took forever with my food. I'm going to just go get my food, and I just never... I'm out. I'm out. So, I only saw about probably the first 25 minutes. Okay. And that wasn't really very well, because you were worried about what he was going to do. Exactly. Every time a gun came out, I'm like looking down at it, like, I'm trying to look at the TV at him. So, yeah. so like, when, 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 when you got up and left, you were just like, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> CM Punk, everybody. Yeah. It was just yeah. So pretty I'll much be here all week. Yeah. Long story <laughs> really? short, yeah. I got a room for you in the mansion. Like Jimmy just said, it was just too uncomfortable to watch. Like I'm watching this, but then I'm like concerned about this guy. So I was just like, you know what? Movie probably ain't all that anyway. So <laughs> uh, I mean, it ain't worth yeah. whatever that could have like, been. Exactly. Like if it's a Star Wars trailer, I mean a Star Wars movie, <laughs> I'm staying the whole time. <laughs> 
I'm going to just keep my eye on the person. I'm going to have to go sit next to him just in case he tries something. I got to put him down so we can finish the Star Wars. Oh, my God. Which comes out next month and which we're going to have to talk about, too. Uh, That I will see. There we go. Um, So, uh, Terminator, I saw it. Uh, It was actually a pretty good movie, a pretty good storyline spanning off of Terminator 2, which was probably the best Terminator movie so far. Uh, And... uh, Arnold was in it, and they explained him extremely well. Uh, you saw the first twenty-five minutes. Yes. So, so I, I am, and, and I spoiled it for myself. You know, so I've, I've, I've like, I, I know what you know what happens. What happens okay. for the most part. Um, but I will say that first like opening scene blew me away. Yeah. Where did that come from? Where did it come from? I felt like, I felt like you pretty much made Terminator Two seem like. It was all for nothing. Exactly. And, and it's like, exactly. I hate when movies do that. They needed a reason. They needed, right. And but they had that, none. Yeah. They just, they they just, just took it. it away. Right. So, um, it, yeah. what we're talking about, without the, if you want us to spoil it, yeah, it's I'm up not, to you. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to remember, because I've seen them all. Yeah. So, except Terminator 2 one, was the new one. The I've new seen one. Yeah. them all. The teenage John Connor, who was being protected by Arnold Schwarzenegger's yeah. version of the Terminator. And the, and the guy came that was on Scorpion. Right. Robert Patrick. That turns right, metal or liquid. Yeah. So, right. So, um, obviously, there's new, better Terminators at this point in time. So, at the beginning of this Terminator movie, they show. After Terminator 2, Sarah Connor has her son. I think they're in Hawaii They're like in Mexico now. Or Mexico. Yeah. Like on a beach, like a beach restaurant. And all of a sudden, Arnold Schwarzenegger's version of the Terminator comes up. And out of nowhere, RKO kills John Connor. The t- teenage version. Like, shot. Like, I mean, he just blasted him away. In 60 seconds, it was a, it was a it squash. Was, well, yeah. if he did that, how in the heck could he be in the other ones later? Uh-huh. So, good question. <laughs> so, this was a version of the Terminator. Apparently, while the whole, what do you call it, the Cyberdyne thing, the whole war, the yeah. Judgment Day was happening, there were Terminators that were left over. You, you're, you're not enjoying this, Jeff. I'm, 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 I'm preparing. There was <laughs> version. They explained. I think there was. They, they weren't all destroyed when Judgment Day happened, or something like that. And the one that was left over was one of the original T eight hundred whatever one hundred models, and they, it tracked John Connor because it knew where it was, and Sarah Connor so came up and killed him. So that version of the Terminator that killed John Connor, once the mission was over, I think they explained. Yeah. It's like, well, what else is there for that Terminator to do? So he felt bad. Yeah. He did what? He felt bad, went and got himself a family, and lived in the woods. Yep. I thought he had no emotions. Apparently That's he can learn. All thought. Who they, wants to learn the age either? <laughs> well, he said, and he looked they like Arnold? That, that yes. Well, how the come he looked old? Itself well, age, see, but that's the, the thing. They couldn't make Arnold is... look as young as he was. <laughs> that, but he explained like the the outer outer shell of the Terminator grows like a human being. Oh, that's right. They were they were what were they called? Um, cyber no, cyber cybernetic organs. They were cyborgs. cyborgs. Their insides were metal and all right. that, but their and outsides outside were actual like, like, right stuff. Right. That so that's age. why he was seventy two years old, living in the woods, running a. 
curtain business or some shit. Curtain business? That yeah. is I heard, I heard he, he had some funny lines. They could turn him into a hunter about, about or something. A guy like with a, drapes and stuff. Turn him into a tour guide or something, but, yeah. but a curtain and he, like, guy? Has a wife. He's like, it's not physical. <laughs> yeah. Wait, we just spoiled a lot of this. I don't think we gave any spoiler, spoiler We didn't say spoiler alert, alert. Yeah. but it's Terminator 2. It's not yeah. like it's or Terminator Dark Fate. Oh, it was a good action movie, though. I feel like the WWE writers were writing this storyline. <laughs> right. They might have been. The same Ray, people with Ray, Bobby Ray Lashley and Lana. This is the savior. And Rey Mysterio and Dominic. <laughs> Damn it. Um, so, yeah, Star Wars comes out. Mr. Rogers comes out. Um, what else? You know, there, there's movies. We're going to talk about them. It's cool. So, Star Wars, uh, just so you know, like I know everybody's excited. I'm very excited. I'm very this excited. This is going to be it, though. They said that, like... Uh, Bill White, whatever that guy is that run Disney, was like, uh, they're putting Star Wars down for a little bit after the Star Wars movie. They're not so jumping, they're not even going to do jumping the into anything else, any other movies right now. After Solo bombed, and um, which was unfortunate, that was not yeah. a bad movie. It was a good movie. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoy Solo more than I thought. Um, but Solo bombed at the box office, and then because of how controversial uh, the Last Jedi was, I think that Disney is kind of like. They don't really know, you know, they haven't really gotten a grasp on Star Wars. Because at this point, the most well-received was just The Force Awakens. Well, Rogue One, too. Rogue One. So it's like, you know, so Rogue One. That's why we thought Solo was going to be all right. Yeah, so at this point, I think it's made them kind of nervous. So So this is it. The last Skywalker. The the Rise of Skywalker. The Rise Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. This will be it as far as movies go. However. However. The Mandalorian. Disney Plus has The Mandalorian right now. Now is that a? I, I saw bits and pieces. Is that a real live action or is that a cartoon no, it's series? A, it's a live action. Live action. Um, I've been watching. Yep. It's pretty good. It's it's like a space western. It's kind of like what they've dubbed it. Which that was is the true. Baby Yoda. Yeah. Yeah. Bit of a, spoilers. Bit of a slow burn. <laughs> Sorry. For the well, first two episodes. Now is slow. it? Is that supposed to be a, a TV? Not yeah. I'm gonna watch it tonight. I, I watched it this afternoon. Was it good? It was. Kind of was the same as the first two. Okay. Well, we slow burn, but, yeah. but you'll kind of get it by the end. Yeah, you know, so. but I'm still enjoying it, though. Yeah. Is yeah. that a TV series that's going to continue as long as it's so popular, it's, I guess? It's eight episodes for the first season, right. and I guess they'll... Yeah, and they're, and they're like 35-minute episodes. It's not, you know, they're not yeah. full, like, hour-long, right. you know, program, right. but it's not, like, quick, like, sitcom-type thing yeah. or anything like that. So that timeline with The Mandalorian, is that way before the it's, original... It's supposed to take place five years after Return of the Jedi. So that's the one with the Ewoks. So it's like post, okay. post-imperial rule. Right? Okay. After Darth Vader, after but way, But way before the First Order comes into being, which is the current bad guys. Right. In the movies. You watch Star Wars, Jim? Yeah, but it's been so long. <laughs> I mean, I've seen, I saw them when they first came out. Okay. And since. Sure. But they started like in 1977 yes and that was the first one and they were supposed to do one every three years right it would have been 77 80 83 86 89 did they actually do that they did well they were for a while and they did the first the first three that they did were actually oh oh man man down (laughs) first three that they actually did were actually the middle three Right, so episodes four, five, were, and six went first. Yeah, and then they were going to go... Then they did one, two, and three. 
Yeah, and then they were going to go do the last three. Seven, eight, nine. Right, and that, that's what they're doing now is the last three. Yeah, this is, their, this yeah. is number nine. So what do we expect out of this? Do we know anything About other the, than what the pre, the previews are coming? What are you talking about? Rise of Skywalker? Yeah. Do we expect no, any... No, uh, I, I honestly expect them to... Um, if The Force Awakens was a repeat of... Uh, what was it? Last Hope? Yeah, a new hope. New, new hope. hope. Yeah, yeah. sorry. It's my least favorite one. A lot of I know a lot of people like it because it's anyway. So, okay. but I I like I like you know what? So here we go. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Podcast. hold on, hold on. So, growing up, Return of the Jedi was like my one. Like when I was a kid, it's like I love Return of the Jedi. You know, Luke and all black with the green lightsaber. It's like that was it. But it's like as I've gone back and watched it as an adult, I realized. I understand now the hype of the Empire Strikes Back. You know what I'm saying? From a from a movie standpoint. From a movie standpoint, yeah, correct. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And it's like, okay. It's like, you know, so Empire Strikes Back is is it. What about you guys? Original three. Uh, uh, all right, go ahead. For, for, for me, it's A New Hope. It will always be the original movie. Yeah. That one's on its own separate level and pedestal for me. After that, then you... you I actually... Growing up, I never cared for Empire, but same thing, as I've gotten older, I appreciate it more for the movie that it actually is, as yeah. opposed to where it falls in line with the Star Wars, you know, canon and story and stuff. Yeah. But for me, it's always the the first one, then Empire, and then Return, for the original three. Right. I, I go in order. Yeah. So. I, see, I think for me, growing up, I think it was something about seeing the good guys lose on Empire Strikes Back, that and like, as a kid, it <laughs> yeah. didn't sit with me. You know what I'm saying? Right. What happened? The hills couldn't win. So it's like Return of the Jedi is like, oh, yeah, you know, but then it's like you get older and it's like you root for the hills. Like, Darth Vader's in that, right? Jedi so, was my favorite. Actually, so did, did we talk about this? How Darth Vader's actually the most overrated villain ever? You did, yes. <laughs> okay. You right, brought right, this storyline right, up. Go ahead. Just, Sorry, everybody remembers. Anyway, so <laughs> we were talking about... Check the archives. Yeah. The Force Awakens was pretty much A New Hope again. Yep. So I think that this last one, The Rise of Skywalker, is going to be some combination of storytelling between Return of the Jedi and... Well, I guess they really can't mix in too much of Empire Strikes Back, but I think they'll try and do... Tell a similar story to Return of the Jedi because I think that, you know, after the Ryan Johnson one with The Last Jedi, I think they're really just going to try and go back to the basic storytelling of Star Wars that they know has worked so that they don't completely tank this franchise. And, and that's why that's why they brought J.J. Abrams back for Correct. this one. Exactly. So that they could just rehash again. Yeah. they got to tie like, it all together with the original stories, the right. original lore. You well, know what I mean? They're going to tie it back to... Force Awakens, where mm-hmm. where J.J. Abrams started telling the story, you right. know, with like with uh, Supreme Leader Snoke and all that yes. stuff, yeah, and that just kind of got axed with the Ryan Johnson yep. Yep. Um, Last Jedi, which, by the way, I loved the Last Jedi, loved it. My favorite movie of of all of the ones outside of the original trilogy. Wow, my, yeah, okay. As far as the the, the nine episodes go, strong, I, yeah, okay. So <laughs> I I like the Last Jedi. <laughs> but only part I didn't like on the last Jedi was um, the 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 uh, Finn and yes. Rose yes. portion. Get rid of that thirty minutes. Yes, man, I, I can't stand <laughs> that whole casino thing with the running with the little horse thingies. Yeah, I, I hate it. Get rid yeah, get everything rid else was cool. Everything dealing with Ray, with Snoke, with yeah. with Luke. I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, to- yeah. totally agree. With so you. if I can just like you said, shave out. Right, it's like a, it's like Avengers Endgame. Get rid of the first thirty minutes of that. <laughs> you know, uh, the last Jedi. Precisely. Get rid of the thirty minutes Precisely. with Finn and Rose. Yeah, yep, I agree. We're isn't good. that the one where the one you're talking about? Isn't that the one where she goes at the end and finds him? 
Oh, and that's, on the, yeah. that's the Force Awakens. That's the Force Awakens. Oh, yep. So this he's is like the, all by himself yeah. standing up there, this, and he's got that. Oh, yeah. Right. This is the one right after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So that's the one we're talking about. The one after that. What I actually right. I enjoyed the direction that he was taking it in, which was pretty much a direection which was like, let's stop worrying about the Skywalkers Thank and you. let's move this yes, forward, which to. only makes sense. It's right. like we have to let the Skywalkers You've go. You've got to evolve the story yeah. at some point. Yeah. That's why like Rogue One was so good, because it didn't involve any... Well, I mean, towards the end, it started to involve characters that you recognized. It had to, but, yeah, it, but, yeah. but basically, the, the main story didn't... It was nobody you knew or right. were ever going to know. And this so was true. it. I literally just watched Rogue One uh, two days ago, and I, I feel the same way. It showed the dark side... Not that, no pun intended. So it showed like the dark, seedy side of the rebellion. That the rebellion just isn't all like glitz and glamour, right. like all good. You know what I'm saying? Right. It was like it's like it's a real war being fought. You know? And uh, I mean, but Darth Vader towards it in that third act, yeah. uh, Rogue One, I, I still love it, man. Now that was yeah, tight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talking yeah. about yeah, yeah. You said Darth Vader might be overrated, but that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So the, this uh, this yeah. last one, off the uh, it, we're all excited to see it. It's going to be fun, and we'll talk about it on the next podcast probably because yes. that comes out what December twenty first, something like yeah. Ish. I think that week of Christmas. So, yeah, yeah, we might do one more podcast before that, but we'll see. <coughs> uh, but we'll we definitely after that movie runs, we're going to be talking about it because yeah. we're all going to see it. Um, and uh, let's see, uh, as we tie up and as we come down here. Uh, with the come down, <laughs> um, let's talk about real quick. Um, the Ravens are eight and two. That's awesome. They're, they're, they they got uh, Lamar Jackson MVP, hottest team in football. Uh, I, your Redskins ain't doing too good. Did you say my Redskins? I mean, not <laughs> yeah, no, it's all right. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Cowboys fan. So I, I I don't mind. Well, Cowboys. <laughs> I hope they beat the Patriots. Yeah. Well, we have, oh, many no, we, we have a loss. We're about to be served a loss. Oh, oh damn, no, really? No, no, yeah. no. You can beat them. Maybe if the defense can hold up. I you think got, it, you're supposedly the yeah. best offense. Yeah, is that? I was going to say we can score. We can definitely put some points on board, but I don't know if our defense is going to be able to hold up against Brady. I don't. I don't know. We'll oh, see. Oh, he's not everything that yeah. everybody thinks he is. Yeah, he throws his helmet on the field and he expects everybody to cow to him. <laughs> yeah. you, you, know, can, you can I, do I, to I him what that. we yeah. do to yeah. him. He yeah. we're a team that he don't like to play yeah. because he sits on the field with his little legs in a V and says, "Mommy, I'm going to take my marbles and go home <laughs> because they won't let me win." That is Brady. <laughs> We we're not afraid of him, yeah. and he don't like that. Yeah. We don't we don't care if we play him here, there, or in, an, in, in, the in a stadium yeah. that isn't even one of ours. Yeah, we'll beat his pants off of him. Yeah. And I mean, we <laughs> did, man. We we, we, sure we did. crushed the Patriots. You know, we did it tw- yeah. twice in the playoffs. The one they locked out because I watched that game, and there was no way that that wasn't a touchdown. <laughs> He took two steps yeah. after he caught that ball. And if that would have been anybody else, they'd have said touchdown. <laughs> but no, that was in Brady's places, and you can't say that against them. <laughs> <laughs> Football is fun. The, uh, the Dolphins got their first win not yeah, too long they, ago. Yeah, they've, you they've, were, got, they've got two now. Woo-hoo. Well, they got two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They won twice. You were just hoping they would go 0-16. I wanted 0-16. <laughs> you're gonna be bad just be bad all the way that's that's the way I yeah feel. which is so funny that you're saying that because it, you guys know Colin Kaepernick just worked out recently and, he sure did and I said to myself I was, I was telling my wife I said listen there's no way Kaepernick gets a job out of this because it's too late in the season the teams that are bad are like we're just gonna be bad because we're gonna get a first round draft pick get a what's, the draft point, pick. what's the point of trying to bring in a quarterback so you can win what like four or five games and still not make the playoffs like XFL 
<laughs> right. That, that's his only hope. That's, that's only a move. Hope. Yeah. Yeah. They're signing a lot of people. XFL yeah. going to be strong in February, boy. It's, it's, is that the indoor one? Uh, no, that's uh, what Vince McMahon of the WWE is starting his uh, own professional football league. Oh, it's another one. Uh-huh. Yeah. He did this uh, 17 years ago. It's more of a spring football. Like It'll be run February through April. It'll so. be outdoors? Yes. It's regular, oh, it's regular football. They have that indoor one. They do. Which and is uh, they have the women's lingerie one. That one's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that one. I know about the indoor one, but the uh, brigade, Baltimore did, has that. Did Did you know that the uh, players in the XFL, like the the linemen and and things like that, the most money that they can earn for a season is fifty five thousand dollars. Yep, twenty seven thousand dollars is the base salary for all players, and then with incentives, you can they can get up to fifty five thousand. But the team has to finish at least at five hundred for incentives or something to go into effect. Yeah, there's so not a like lot of money in there. They're like, guaranteed contracts, but it's not a yeah, lot of money. Quarter, quarterbacks can make up to half a million, I think, in, oh. in, in all, because Jeez. they're the franchise. But, yeah, regular players. I mean, I think that that could change if, if it's successful. Sure. Yeah, I they just, need to start somewhere where they don't overinflate everybody. Well, right. I've heard where, like, there's some players that they've reached out to, and they were like, I'm making more money doing a 9-to-5 job than I would, uh, you know, play football. Now, Granted, if you're going to go play, it's because you're playing for the love of the game and maybe the opportunity right. to get to the NFL. But like some of these guys are just like turning it down because it's just not enough money for them to, you know, warrant. Uh, you know, I mean, they might get a, you know, a career-ending injury playing yeah. in that, and here you are, you're earning less than minimum wage in some cases. Right. You know. So anyway, just wow. Was it. Yeah, I saw that article too. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah, I'm actually shocked that it's that low. Um, the maximum is fifty. Wow, fifty-five. Yeah. 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 Well, I tell you what, we're going to see in February. We'll talk about it on the podcast too. And uh, we, I tag you in that, you know, uh, Baltimore uh, oh, yeah. Bass Busters. Yes, yes. We should yeah. go to that game. We 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 should. The DC D- Defenders. DC Defenders. We got to go to one of those games because I don't think they're going to sell out. Something tells me. Yeah. Where are they going to play at? Uh, there is a field. Um, they're playing at the. Uh, they won't be in an NFL. New. No. Yeah, they're playing where the. Um, where DC United, DC United soccer team plays that what's at the Audi Arena I think yeah. down in outside DC yeah like in Landover or someplace like that mm-hmm. so DC defenders because that that only seats like fifteen thousand or something so they yeah. might uh, get some people in there for now they'll they'll, they, they'll get our tickets WWE can't sell out a fifteen thousand seat arena I can't imagine the XFL selling out a fifteen thousand seat arena oh anyway. god. WWE. AEW's having problems, too. They had a lot of empty seats on that last TV tape, and they didn't shift anybody around, either. Um, anyway, so let's uh, let's uh, talk about one more thing that we may all have seen, uh, where Pittsburgh was playing Cleveland, and there was eight seconds left in the game, and Cleveland was uh, way ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yes, Cleveland was way ahead. I am right about that. Yeah. And then um, there was, what's his name, Miles Griffin? Miles Garrett. Garrett, thank you. Uh, Miles Garrett actually uh, tackled uh, Mason Rudolph, the Pittsburgh uh, quarterback, to the ground. Mason Rudolph was trying to get the other guy off of him, and then when they both stood back up, Miles Garrett, Griffin, whatever, Garrett, took Garrett. took off his damn helmet and he swung it right at Mason Rudolph and hit him in the head with it. Luckily, it was the underside that was padded, <laughs> but that it doesn't matter. He just really uh, assault. Swung his helmet and tried to physically hit the other guy, and then uh, Mason Rudolph got—I'm uh, sorry—Miles uh, got taken down and kicked in the head by Pouncey, which is an interesting name for him. 
so the all, the all, uh, we don't know what was said. Their, their tensions were running high. This is a divisional matchup, um, but, but two teams that aren't really doing too well at this point in time in the NFL. Uh, but what the hell happened? Uh, let's go around the table and just get. Did you did you hear about this, Jim? I saw it. You saw it. Did you see it live when you were watching? No, the I saw it after. Okay, you saw it after. I saw it. He had his helmet. He had the Steelers' helmet. Right. And hit him with his own helmet. Right. Because he got it. So he ripped somehow his helmet came, off of his head. Somehow it came off when they were in that thing, and he just went wham and hit him on top of the head right here. So what did you think about this whole thing? He went a little far. Okay. I mean, that, that's the kind of thing with, with like. They call it unsportsmanlike conduct, and mm-hmm. you know, even in high school or college, they would call it that. Okay, but that was that was. You ever that, seen that somebody rip a helmet off another guy? And, yeah, swing a helmet at a guy. <laughs> I've seen him rip them off. Okay, but, but never swing it at him. <laughs> okay, see him funk. What Miles Garrett did was completely wrong. Okay, start with that. All right. However. The fact that Mason Rudolph basically got off scot-free, that, and he's really the one that instigated the entire thing. Amen, brother! Uh, just that that uh, boggles my mind. Boggles my mind. Uh, I mean, yeah. he need the guy in the crotch. Like, yeah. Oh, after, really? I didn't even see that. That was before. That's part of why Miles Garrett was still holding on to him and, and trying to yank things off, because Mason Rudolph was, like, gouging and... Neon and everything. Mason Rudolph had his hands up underneath Miles' helmet too. Right. And I, I heard, yeah. and this could just be, you know, what you call it, rumor and innuendo, but there were some racial slurs thrown out too. But I mean, that tensions are going to be riding high on the football field, but things are going to happen. Right. But so Mason Rudolph got off scot free. Pouncey, the one who kicked uh, the guy in the head, he got three games. Yeah. They reduced it now to one, I think. What? Yeah. They reduced it. What the hell? And I think he got he got two originally, and they reduced it to one. Miles um, got because he appealed suspended. it. Yeah, yeah, he got out for the season yeah. and possibly next year. Or, yeah. So or yeah, he he suspended indefinitely. Yeah. Um, I, I think that you're right that uh, that Miles did say Miles is now saying you know in his uh, appeal he said that Mason Rudolph threw a, threw a racial slur, but yeah. you know whatever. So, but what we could see was that Mason Rudolph. Did get frustrated, I guess, because he felt like Miles that Miles Garrett took him down when he didn't really need to, and so he got frustrated, and so he did try and get him off of him. He, he did knee him. You could see him trying to rip Miles Garrett's helmet off, but he couldn't get it. So when Miles Garrett got up, he ripped his helmet. He he pulled yeah. him up by his helmet and then ripped it off, and then of course he he hit him with it. Here's my thing about the situation: what he did was completely wrong. Yeah, but. I was watching a report with Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith, and you know one of the things that Max Kellerman was saying was that there's actually a rule in the NFL rulebook about how long a suspension is supposed to be if a player uses a helmet as a weapon, which is exactly what Miles Garrett did. Yet the NFL did not go by that rulebook. To me, what they did was what does that rulebook say? That rulebook says they're suspended for six games. Okay. So to me, that that's what it should have been. He should have been suspended for six six games and. I don't know. I guess that might have almost been the season if they didn't make the playoffs. But mm. you know, but to me, what happened was was that the NFL started acting just completely off of what the public mm-hmm. was saying, which I think becomes an issue. You know, because you're allowing the public to blow something out of proportion that you've already set regulations for as a company. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, you you should go with that. Now it might be unprecedented because I don't really think that this has happened before, but if you've already gone as far as to prepare for an incident, 
then, you know, have that judgment. But, you know, now we're getting into, well, you're suspended for the season. Well, now it's like you're suspended indefinitely. And, and what's the reason behind that? The reason is mostly just because of public outcry. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this is the same league that was about to let Ray Rice continue playing until the video came out of him knocking out his, you know, his fiance at the time. You know what I'm saying? But now all of a sudden, you know, a helmet goes, oh, yeah, suspended indefinitely. It's like, you know, you, you know it's because of the public outcry. So that's my only thing. I think that he should be punished, definitely. I question the motive behind the extent of this punishment at this point. Do you think that will, I mean, one, you know, Pouncey got, went to two games, went to one. Do you think they'll look back on this and say, hey, uh, you know, Miles, we're, we're going to go back to the rule book and see? Well, no? yeah, I mean, he's appealing it. I don't think his appeal he, went through, though. No, his, his appeal uh, got upheld today, so... It's yeah, so he's yeah, he's yeah, he's done it. I so, got and and yeah, six games would have taken it to the end of the regular season. Yeah, and also maybe the NFL will, the NFL will probably swing the story to where they let they reinstate him to start next year. Mm. You know, and then it'll only be a six game suspension ultimately. And also, yeah. I think, but what it'll do is it'll it'll appease the people, the public outcry by saying indefinite. Right. But in reality, it's only going to be the maximum suspension right. according to the rule book. Yeah. Or at the most, so. I think they might suspend him for maybe like two games. Yeah. Did anybody season, else games. in that scrum get any uh, like fines or suspensions or anything No, like just Miles and Pouncey. And Mason Rudolph got off scot-free, which I feel like well, he, he should that's have. Rudolph I feel like he should have gotten what Pouncey got, which was a one-game suspension. Ru- Rudolph did get a fine, but when you're oh. talking when you're talking NFL players that are making, as opposed to XFL players <laughs> that are making all that money, you know what's a what's a yeah what's a fine a means nothing. Right? They said that the the guy that did it, the Mason guy. Yeah. He said that he's not being paid. Yeah, he's for the suspended rest of the without year. pay. Yeah. Plus, he's getting a fine. Right, yeah. Miles. Oh yeah, yeah. Miles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's, he's, at fine. this point, he's losing out of over a million dollars. Mason Rudolph and Pouncey should have been suspended one game without pay. To me, that would have been fair for their contribution in the incident. One or two games, and then boom. Yeah, let that be that. Um, that that whole yeah. thing, and then the way it turned out. No, you know, it's not going to please anybody, obviously. Right. But that is something I, that yeah. never can be forgotten. Yeah, you know. And the NFL, the way that, you know, all the rules are trying to be upheld, but the officials are not, in, you know, implementing rules, and that's just that game-to-game, you know, that that's the officiating is overall being said to be terrible. Uh, yes, it's a hard job, but and yes, they keep making rules that are ridiculous, but the more rules that they make, same thing with the WWE, the more rules and the more handcuffs, the more somebody is going to get hurt, the more something is going to happen like this. Before all these rules were instigated, shit like this did not happen, not at least to this extent. I'm just saying. Do you put too many handcuffs on people? And, and you know what? This, this is what you mentioned. He was getting sacked. This was like the third time that he could have been sacked in like three series, like three different plays. Yes, okay, the ball was nowhere near him. But I I, I don't know. You still, you, you get a 15-yard penalty for roughing the passer or yeah. something. I mean, it's eight seconds left in the game. Right. Nobody I, cares. I, but. I, I do think that Miles Garrett, when you go back and look at it, it, it was unnecessary the way that he. Absolutely. Rudolph had gotten a ball off. The way that he continued to swing him around to the ground after Rudolph had already thrown a ball, it, it was just a bitch much. Like, I mean, just fall off. I mean, you you know you've only got a few seconds. Or, you know, if you're going to take him to the ground, just hurry up, you know, get off of him, roll off of him. You know, it. I do feel like that tackle at the end just seemed a bit that excessive. Was. Yeah, that itself. was not right. But for I don't think how it much was, time was that left. whole thing in right. Yeah, so. 
But he did get sacked like two times before that. Like immediately yeah, I think sacked, yeah, sacked, yeah, sacked. yeah, yeah. I think he got sacked like so at least four times. Set being yeah. thrown around all the time. I mean, Rudolph was pissed. Yeah, and I'm, I was surprised he was still in the game. Honestly, to be perfectly honest with you, I mean, they ain't got no other option. Would, no, they don't have a backup to him. They I know might, he but backup, I mean, he, but he's he's probably the the best option for the be backup. Like putting in Bobby Brewster. I just, <laughs> I just said there was no reason. It was twenty-one to seven. It was like I don't know if you left. remember him. I know. That's, that's, that's a name from the past. Wow. <laughs> we, we, we're getting all old school. We even got the Zoom recorder out for this one, which we appreciate. So um, we've been going probably longer Two than anticipated. Hours, hey, we thank you all for hanging with us and listening to us on your drive in the car or wherever you're listening to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. Also. Um, you know, find us. You just Google Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. There's 10 other places where you can find us. Um, and uh, Jimmy, where can we find you? Because we want to follow you and come see everything that you're doing. Well, the next thing I'm doing is Footloose. Right. At the and Greek Orthodox that's Church. St. Demetrius, Greek yep. Orthodox Church on Cub Hill Road. Mm-hmm. But I'm just in the adult ensemble, which I don't mind. There's nothing yeah, wrong with that. I need a break. <laughs> I just was Scrooge, and I had eight songs and a whole lot of lines. <laughs> How about that? But after that, I don't know for sure. I'm auditioning for um, whatever Scott Field's going to be doing in the spring. Cool. And I'm also auditioning for a voiceover of The Wizard of Oz. Ooh. It's a voiceover. It's not a stage. There's nothing wrong it's with that. A, yeah, still, that's cool. A voiceover. A voiceover. So, uh, can we find you on Facebook? Is that where we can uh, follow you? Where you want to share your stuff? Yeah, I'm on Facebook usually. Jimmy Fitzpatrick? James Fitzpatrick? Yeah. Okay. There you go. You got Instagram or any of that other stuff that CM Punk doesn't have? No. (laughs) Good man. Good man. (laughs) So, hashtag no hashtag. Right. James Fitzpatrick on Facebook. You know, find him. Follow him, like him, and then you can uh, see because he will promote... Uh, everything that he is doing. Yeah, I usually do. I, yeah, I put, you put promotes the flyers and tags everybody, and uh, you know you're really good about that and sharing everything. And thank you for sharing all of your stories here with thank us tonight. Pre- pl- pleasure having you here. Did you have a good time? Yes, I did. That's good. CM Funk. Always, always a pleasure. You were here, and you're still here. And uh, Big Ugly, we're still here after yeah. 74 episodes. We got to do something for 75, man. It's it's going to be a Christmas it's episode. You know, right before or after Christmas, we're going to have to do something not as special as when we get to 100. Yeah. Because that's going to be fun. We're going to invite every past guest that we've had back. How about a tribute to the troops? Uh, <laughs> it's already done. Never mind. We, uh, Sorry. They, they, you, we got to preempt that anyway. Christmas song in between. Oh. Ah, yeah. Okay. How about crabs for Christmas? Because I'm looking at uh, CM Funk. He's got the Baltimore thing. There we go. He's got crab on it. I, I got crab. I went to college with him. Oh, you did? Okay. The guy Dave, who did crabs Dave for Christmas? Boy, yes. Yeah. Ah. What's all best Christmas movies? <clears throat> oh, all right. So we'll get into this. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> I watch it every time. I can watch it all year, every year. Bingo. Is... <laughs> <laughs> Bingo. How about you? Well, I, I guess there's no point of the next episode. <laughs> We're just talking about it now. Why not? Just throw it out. We'll make uh, an episode. Uh, I would definitely say uh, Elf. Hell yeah. Cause then, and that's a good to watch all year, too. That's one of the more recent movies, maybe over the past 10, 15 years, but it's good. CM Funk? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a Christmas vacation guy, but since that's already been used, I'm actually going to throw one out, Scrooged, with Bill Murray. Ah, how about that, Jimmy? <laughs> did, did you get some of your inspiration from Bill to play that role over there? No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> What's your favorite Christmas movie, Jimmy? Oh, God, I got so many. Just throw one out there. Oh, jeez. Um, Put it on wow. spot. You just did. Um, <laughs> I guess um, 
and the uh, oh God, I liked all the Scrooges, like the Muppet one. <laughs> oh, Muppet Christmas Carol, and Fantastic. and and the uh, the one with Jim Carrey, the animated one. Oh, yeah. That's a yeah. little creepy for little yeah. kids. There's Carol. parts of that that'll scare. I just little watched kids. that. Yeah, Christmas Carol was really good. And uh, Albert one Finney with... one, Albert Finney. Albert I was always a fan of the. He Alistair just died. Scene. Well. Yeah, that one. Alistair what about the uh, the guy from Star Trek? Uh, Neil Patrick? No, uh, what the hell is his name? Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. Thank you. Yeah, he did Scrooge as well. So did George C. Scott. Yes, he did. Yeah, it's done by a lot of people. So that remember is... when um, uh, the guy to play Fonzie, Henry Winkler, did it? He was Scrooge. Yes. Wow. Hey. Yes. <laughs> There's a whole lot of versions. What about a Christmas story? All day, all night on TBS and yeah, TNT. Right, 24 hours. I've never that. seen a whole thing from beginning to end. I've seen bits and pieces here and there, but never sat down and watched it from Well, I mean, you can end. just turn it on any time of the day, Christmas Eve or The Christmas little kid day. with his tongue to the flagpole. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that would be number three on my list behind uh, Christmas Vacation Scrooge. Just Nothing wrong this. with rah, 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 rah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll get into more Christmas stuff next episode, but that's a teaser. Teaser. That's a teaser. So go watch those Christmas movies, and we'll talk about them. On the next, uh, Annie. Annie's a, well, Annie's a Christmas musical, not a Christmas movie. But anyway. Um, thank you, Jimmy, for sharing. Thank you thank for you. joining us. It was thank a you. pleasure. And Big Ugly, we'll be back. Yes. I'll send you some pictures and we'll put this up and people can listen to it on their way to work or uh, wherever they want, basically. Yeah. So, all right. Three, two, one. Deuces. Deuces. Thanks, Jimmy.